Three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Everybody, it is Tuesday, April 25th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how you can get your MBA in just 12 months from the UofL College of Business. Again, business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the globe. You know it's better as the big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Looking good, feeling good here on a, uh, it's warmed up, it was cold this morning, now it's quite a lovely afternoon here here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. We are still at the remote UofL College of Business Studios because the technical difficulties have persisted a little bit back there at the uh, the home base in Louisville. It seems like they've got things figured out, but just to be safe, uh, we were instructed to do the show over here, yeah, I think so we're, we're back. We're, I think we're being used as kind of guinea pigs today. We're, so if you can hear us, that's good. Yeah, we're kind of like they, they think they got it all all the all the 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 mess ups out of the way, but they're like just in case, just in case. Go over do there. one more, yeah. And it's you know, I guess we should be back to normal. I guess technically on Thursday because yeah, tomorrow we've got a weird show. Tomorrow, which, well, actually Thursday would be weird too because the bats play at one hundred eight, so we'll be able to short again. So th- tomorrow and the bats are tomorrow, right? They're Tomor- gonna, they'll cut into the show tomorrow and Thursday. And then we're going, and I hate this because tomorrow's your birthday. I'm excited about this. Uh, like the, the Trevor Kelsey birthday spectacular. Yeah, how going am I spending to- it? I'm about doing, a, doing, working the end of the bats game, working your game, and then doing a high school baseball game. Yeah, it's turning into yeah. yeah. It, 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 the back the- off, ladies. I'm, I know I'm available, but <laughs> I'm not going to be the best year yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the TKB day spectacular is going to turn into like a pregame for the Trinity Center X baseball game, which I think I, I'm going to be on for like an hour with John Spears, uh, who's going to call the game. As we get ready for what the it's number one versus number two in the state. It's oh, a, is it? It's Are a they? big deal. X is one, Trinity is two. Okay, uh, so it's a big time game. But we'll have the bats cutting into our game, and then when they're off, I'll be on with John, and we'll talk a little. Uh, I, I can tell a story of me going one for one against St. X at Slugger Field for the millionth time. <laughs> That'll be a good time. Now, what was your overall career record versus St. X? Did not lose. You never lost to St. X. Not not varsity. My freshman year. Well, that doesn't count. Yeah, my freshman year we lost. We got. We got rained out the game that we were supposed to host, which is a good thing because we played on that crappy football field. And then we played right. them there. And I remember they actually had like a no hitter against us in the fifth inning, and I broke it up. That's of course like nice. that's the only reason why I remember that. Uh, but we lost to them 
freshman year, and then sophomore, junior, senior year, we beat them in varsity every year. What's the closest you came to pitching? Well, I think like no, we lost to them in the regular season game. We lost them, but they they ended my high school career. They beat us in the region tournament after Ooh, we had. Oh, so you're bitter still a little bit. I am. We beat them thirteen to nothing at Slugger Field, run rule game. In short, the same two pitchers threw in the semifinals of the region tournament. We had lost to one team in the state all year long. Like we were Wagner. Heavily- no, actually, it was actually Christian Academy. We didn't start our start. Not much better. Beat. We beat everybody. Like we blasted everybody in the region. We were heavy favorites, and we came out. They threw Scotty Jenkins, who ended up going to U of L. We threw Micah, who went to to Bellarmine, and we scored three runs in the first inning. And I think everybody was like, "Here we go again!" Like, like we're, we're going to beat the absolute crap out of these guys. And then we just didn't score, and they beat us four three. And it was uh, still, still a, a bitter pill to swallow. But we'll have that pregame tomorrow. I wonder how much that cost Christian Academy to get that win. Uh, they won the region a few like, years ago. We'll repave the pot lot for you if you let us get a baseball victory. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, 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 they weren't terrible. And I remember we took them pretty lightly, and it, it bit us. No, I, I started asking you, you were going in shape. No, you're fine, because my mind goes a thousand ways a minute. Did, did you ever throw a no-hitter? I did. Um, I, I don't know if I've asked you this before or not. I feel like I haven't. I did it in Little League. Oh, okay. Well, and I threw, I threw a perfect game in like a – we played a really bad team when I was doing AAU – and we beat them like 17 to nothing. And I think it was like a four inning game. And I remember it was like four. I think I struck out like 10 out of 12 guys I faced. Wagner? No, it was like, this is AAU. <laughs> I didn't pitch against Wagner. I feel like it's going to be my question every time you're like, we dominate Wagner. <laughs> I threw one of the like. You didn't beat up their girl pitcher, did you? <laughs> one of the coolest slash most embarrassing moments of my, my senior year is like I pitched like a 10 inning game against Atherton. We like could not score, and, and like I pitched ten innings. I gave up one unearned run, and like I was pitching really well. But like the kid that they were pitching was an eighth grader who was throwing like fifty miles an hour, and we just like could not hit him. And so I'm like, <laughs> I want to give myself crap. Like I'm pitching really well out here, but also like I'm getting like out tooled by this dude who's just throwing you know Ephus pitches to our guys back to back. And we ended up knocking him out of the game in extra innings. We hit a line drive. Actually, Dylan, who's now the Yankees hitting coach, hit a line drive off his ankle, knocked him out of the game, and then we scored like so. We won like ten to two. So he was just throwing so slow you couldn't even catch you. Like our guy, we could not hit. Like I, I was getting so. I was like, I was like, I was like, we just we just beaten Mayo like seventeen to three the day before, and I was like, stay back and just drive the ball up the middle against this kid. Uh, but that was so. Now was this more of a struggling like he was going Tim Wakefield on you, or was he going Henry uh, Rowan Gardner after the, the surgery? After his arm went back normal, I think bo- both. Like, like, <laughs> like our guys just like could not sit back and hit him, and then they brought in like a normal pitcher who was throwing like a normal speed, and we just ripped him. But that was, uh, I, was I was like, yeah, I pitched really well. But the kid who was pitching really well against us was like weighed seventy five pounds. <laughs> it was uh, that, that was a rough. I remember hard. the first time I saw Wakefield pitch for like the Pirates back in the early nineties. I, I, he, I know he was only in his like early twenties then, but he looked like he was in his forties already. And he just looked like he was just doing it. So he was just like like he's barely throwing the ball. I didn't know he was. I remember as a kid being like, I can be a pitcher. Yeah. I can do that. Look at that dude. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that you know, like, it's probably, I can never throw a good duck. He's doing no motion really to even throw the ball. He's just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, and it works. My best friend who's a diehard <laughs> Red Sox fan, at least he used to be. He's like every Red Sox fan who was a diehard until they actually won it. And then he like lost the, the fire that made him a diehard Red Sox fan. <laughs> hated Tim Wakefield. Like hated him with the. He was, he was good with the Red Sox. Though, he was good, he? but he just, he hated him. He just despised Tim Wakefield. But uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I never threw a no hitter in high school. I did have an immaculate inning, which is What's... three strikeouts and nine pitches. Okay, which All is right. cool. But that it was a fall ball game, which doesn't really count. <laughs> I got all your accomplishments are in like little league, AU, fall ball, pretty much. 
like events that technically aren't on the record books, well, but I mean, they exist, right? If you're saying if you're saying high school varsity is all that counts, then <laughs> yeah, I had. I was all district senior year. That, that was about oh, it because I had the one pitching game. Didn't game. have to ask to know that one. <laughs> our, our district was Atherton and Seneca, so if you played for Trinity, you were pretty much going to be all district back then. And I pitched against one of the two the two other teams in our district and pitched what, well. What are you saying about the athletic departments in baseball at Atherton and Seneca, there, buddy? Hey, Seneca was was pretty good. My you senior talking year. trash a little bit? No, they were just uh, they were pretty good. They almost beat us the year before in district. When we ended up going to the, the state championship game. I think the Seneca still have the banner from when they beat you on football, Brian Brahms, like junior year, senior year, whatever it was. It was. Yeah, it was the year after I graduated. Yeah. They had uh, Andy Clark, who was awesome, and he, they ended up they played Trinity in the region championship game that year, that year in baseball too because he was so good. Um, I, remember, I just remember working and, and I was I was at Carver Hills. I remember people would come in like Trinity's done. I'm like, hey, they just they, yeah they got the syndicate, but the other losses are like to like the top four teams in the in the country. Yeah, they ended up being fine. Yeah, I think they ended up winning state. If I'm not mistaken, they did. Yeah, I think they, they rolled Seneca. in the tournament. Yeah, the only thing that I remember uh, else about Seneca it, back in those days, so we beat them in district basketball to like win the district on their home floor and they started chanting wait till baseball i guess it was like a bunch of baseball players in their student section and so we played them the very first game of the year they bust like their entire school and like they're in the outfield like they're heckling me they're heckling my buddies who are playing in the outfield and we beat them i think like 35 to 1 like it was it was over after the first like all these kids come to this game and like it was i think we scored like seven runs in the first inning but they were they had some good teams. Like I, they their athletic program went down a little bit in recent years. But they were when I was playing, they were they were good stuff. One thing I remember about Seneca is I remember hooking up with a girl back then, and I, and I went over to the house to hang out with her during the Minnesota UK Final Four game. Also a good accomplishment. That's the only thing. I, it was it was pouring down rain that night. I remember too. I left the alcohol in the trunk, and I was like, I gotta go get it. <laughs> it's pouring down rain. I remember thinking if Minnesota wasn't gonna beat UK, then we were screwed. Like like that was our only chance for them not to win the national title. And then thank God for Miles yeah. Simon and and Mike Bibby. Those two Final game. Four games I didn't get to watch as much, but I, I did watch a lot of that Arizona UK game. That, that's like one of the first Final Fours I didn't just sit at home and like watch like a nerd. It was a great game. I mean, yeah. I was eleven, so. I was 17. I was a little young. 16 maybe at the time. I think I was still 16, actually. Yeah. I had a license. I know that. There you go. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I don't did, but. We've got, uh, it is, speaking of baseball, it's a big game oh, yeah. tonight in the Commonwealth. The Battle of the Bluegrass is going down in Lexington at 7 o'clock. Louisville versus Kentucky. SEC Network will have the TV coverage. You can listen to the game on 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics, or 93.9 The Ville. Um. Louisville's won 13 of the last 16 against UK. They need this one for, I know midweek games are, you know, they are what they are in college baseball, and they're not as big of a deal as the the weekend games. But they do help your RPI. Louisville could use an RPI boost. Kentucky is good this year. And I think more just for a, a mental morale boost, beating your rival on their home field when you are kind of at the lowest of lows right now, coming off this sweep at the hands of Duke, uh, would be a, a nice boost going into yet another big-time conference weekend ahead. So hopefully the cards can get it done. We'll talk a little bit more about that tonight. We've got a ton of movement on both the football and men's basketball fronts. Little football continues to add players. They now continue to lose players as we had three uh, transfer portal defections today. One very notable uh, that we'll get to, men's basketball, still trying to find recruits. Uh, we've got some notes on Trey White from USC. Uh, we've got some notes on the, the, the signees from this 23, uh, 23 class. Uh, Dennis Evans with a nice little boost to his ranking from the folks over there at Rivals. We'll talk about all that, plus much more. Um, and we'll hear from you on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Thornton's bringing you the best prices on gas, the best treats inside, and 32-ounce fountain drinks for just $0.89. Cents. Not a better deal in the city than that one. 
download the Refreshing Rewards app today, and then text us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, your whatever, at 502-414-1450. TK, though, we'll start with this. Cracking her back. The cracker back, baby. I kind of I had a bad feeling the going into this game. Are back. I almost picked him at the end of yesterday's show, which almost doesn't count. But I was like, you know what? Well, I wouldn't. Anger I wouldn't be shocked if they if if we lost this game. They've been, you know, they scored first every game. It's been a closer series than I thought it was going to be. And then last night, I, I thought like we get down two nothing. I'm like, I I knew they were going to. And then the Avalanche scored two goals in a row, and I'm like, well, we've got this. Like we're going to win now. All the momentum's ours. We're going to put them out of their misery here. I fall asleep at the end of the third period. I wake up during the the post game show to see that it's three two. I was dead. I was, I was just out. Oh. And. Uh, could not be more disappointed in my boys. It's a series. Shallhouse still very much in play right now. Oh, yes, he is. You're, you're getting ready to laugh. I'm not going to avoid dying on the bridge. Uh, <laughs> it's a matter of <laughs> laugh or death. Laugh or death. <laughs> literally what it's down, don't you? I need to get hold of the good players in Seattle and see if I can get like a make a wish kind of ticket or something. <laughs> <in the game. laughs> we're going to bring him in. We're going to, we're down three two. We're going to, they're going to fly me out to we Seattle. We thought you were a nine year old boy. It's like <laughs> 43. It's my birthday. <laughs> You're smoking in the front row. I got, I got a cigarette in my, in my mouth. You're older than all the players. <laughs> they're giving no, you fist bumps. They're going to come up. I'll be older the than the manager for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, it was, I, you know, I, it, it's, who who, need, who needs drug when, drugs when you have 1 a.m. overtime hockey, Agreed. playoff hockey? Actually, I did because it was overtime playoff hockey and I had a lot on the stake. I was really nervous last night. Uh, well, I turned it on because I forgot. I turned it on late. I turned it on right after the, the first intermission, and it was 2 nuts in Seattle. And you're like, oh, I'm worried. I'm like, I'm pooping my pants. Because I feel like I've seen this movie already for the first three games. It's like, first every game. Yeah. Seattle has, been, has come in like punched automatically right away. And 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 in Colorado has answered. They've usually answered in 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 with momentum that goes throughout the game. And when they tied it two two, I was like, "We're done. We're we're gonna lose in the third third period. They're gonna score at some point. Probably have, you know ten minutes left in the game or whatever. And I'll be down three one. I'm already starting to get up and like start walking back and forth in the den to get prepared for the bridge. <laughs> I'm like training. I'm like I'm training. I gotta walking I gotta, in a circle. I got like hearts on fire playing on my phone. I'm like yeah. <laughs> And so, bridge structures up on your computer. Those like technological I'm like montages. Go- I'm like 90s. googling how far is the Big Four bridge from <laughs> Riverbank to Riverbank? Maybe if I can, maybe I can just walk across down around my neighborhood or something at equal distance. I don't know. River road scooter rentals. Yeah, I'm like looking for like. Uh, an app to hire somebody to do it for me. Like I will pay off your bet for you.com or something. I mean, you can hire people like stand in line for you. Right. I mean, I can't hire somebody to do this. So I'm <laughs> what's door. Can I get DoorDash for this? Uber. The equivalent uh, <laughs> of bridge walking DoorDash. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I want my DoorDash and I'm going to stand at the other side of the river. It's just like an order from Southern Indiana restaurant so they have to walk across the bridge to give it to me. A horrifying scene at Derby <laughs> Week as an Uber drives across the Big Four Bridge. <laughs> You're just like sitting there blowing smoke out the packed door. <laughs> so I was a little nervous when we went to overtime. I was like, I know I was extremely nervous because, you know, it's obviously, you know, Sudden death, and it's. Just, I mean, you're on the edge of your seat during it, and it's one thirty in the morning. I'm, you know, I'm in the mind I already am in. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And uh, when you all uh, tried to cheat and 
trip our, our trip our player got us in the power play with about three minutes or so to play. It was all over from then. We just, we just took you out in the second, took you out in a half half ice game, and if that's how they refer to it, I don't know. Nailed I, it. Nailed it. Thanks. And then Eberly, yeah, baby, Eberly got the rebound goal, crack and go nuts. Took a picture of a great fan on my phone, but I was going to send you the picture. I was like, this is how I feel right now, but I didn't want to wake you up. I'll send it to you here in a minute. You can see it. I told you my phone's always on silent. I know. Always, I, well, always, I like how you do Sometimes you say that, but then like other days, like you, you'll te- I'll wake up and you, you have, will have texted me like 3.30 a.m. No, like, you're Do you want to build a no. snowman? <laughs> That's a lie. I usually don't text you after about midnight. You have before. I think you, I think you just forget. The, I, I think dude, your brain. I, we can go back and look. The latest I've probably ever texted you is maybe like 12, 12.30. You've texted me in the middle of the night before because I've told you it's okay. Like you've done that before, and like I think then you after a couple months you forget that it's okay, and then you go back to trying to well, be I respectful. What, <laughs> we're just try here. Uh, I think what it is is like I said to you before, like when I text, like a lot of people they, when they put their phone on silent, it'll show a little half moon and says this person has their phone on do not disturb. Uh, it will your well, message that's different. Okay, so do not disturb is different than just silent. Oh, see, that's what you were. Pregnant. Are you talking about just on vibrate? No, just silent. You you can have your phone on silent where it doesn't vibrate, like when you there are no sounds. Oh, and it's but it's not officially. It'll, it'll light up when I get a message or something or a phone call, but I won't hear anything. Oh, okay, wouldn't that like isn't it the same as do not disturb? No, do not disturb means like you don't it, like it won't light up. Oh, it won't light up. You oh, won't okay. see any notifications or anything. Ah, okay. So that's why I never. That's why I always got worried about text because all my other friends have that. I'm like, oh, they've got the new stuff on. Screw that. Here's your text. Yeah, mine's just on like, I got texted a theory about SCU to my buddy Yates at like four in the morning last night. Yeah, you can. You, you take, <laughs> I wake up. I mean, my friends don't. At least, at least you like think about that. Like I, my sister, like everybody, every night out I own, like no, I wake up like 17 texts every morning, like from 6 a.m. to like 3 a.m. So it's not, it's not a big deal. You'll be fine. Well, now I'm just going to randomly text you just like stuff I'm thinking See, about. I'm telling you before, you've done this. We've had this conversation before. I think after a couple of months, you just forget that we had it. And then you go back to be like, ooh, I don't know if I can text him late. And then I tell you it's okay. And then this is when it starts like the 315 text where you're like, have we ever thought about how like in, in my cousin Vinny, uh, the guy actually reminds me of this character from DuckTales. And that's when those start coming. And then I wake up, and it's, it's a delightful way to start my day. I want to keep denying this, but that does sound a lot like me. <laughs> it's something that I think is <laughs> loosely based on a text you actually sent back in last July. If there's anybody that gets, like, stoned ponderings at 2 in the morning while watching random TV and movies, it's me. It does seem to be you. It does seem to come back. You just have to save it for the show the next day, though. Now, we had the the game I, saw, I thought started off going well for us, and then we had the... The, the dirty hit, if you want to call it that, by Kale McCarr on, on McCann, your all's leading scorer. And You're talking about where he took the stick and tried to trip him because you had no, a fast no, no, break? No, no, was This is this was before I think you started watching. Okay. This, this was the first period. Oh, yeah, I didn't turn on until second puck, intermission. Like, puck got flipped up, went into the net. This is after the play was dead. And McCarr checks him into the boards. He gets hurt. And like I was kind of like, like, I wish he hadn't done that. Now they're fired up. The fans are booing McCarr every time he touches the puck. Like This seemed to just really revive the Kraken. And I texted Sean. I'm like, I wish he hadn't done that. Sean's like, Sean's like, Sean is adamant that Mikel McCarr did nothing wrong. Like Sean is like, <laughs> Sean probably doesn't like me right now. Sean's like, you play till the whistle. The ref waited to the the puck hit the net. <laughs> if you listen to the thing, and he's, he's kind of, I, I did go back and watch it. And he's kind of right. Like the whistle was late. You played to the whistle. Like McCann's got to defend himself. Like that's on him. Now they they ended up they reviewed the play. They took it down from a major roughing penalty to a minor roughing penalty. But then today they announced that McCarr is suspended. For game five, Cheater. so he's not going to play. So I, I did think that it was unnecessary, and it kind of it it 
last night was the most physical. There was more rough stuff after the whistle. There was more just hitting, more bad blood. It definitely turned this into a, a series, which is why I wish he hadn't done it. But uh, yeah, we'll be without also one of our best players for Game Five, which is going to be a little, little budding rivalry between the Abs and Kraken. It kind of feels like it. It feels like the heat got turned having, up a little bit. Start last a little night. anger between the two of us. That's what it sounds like. But uh, it, it's back. It's a series now. We're going to Colorado. We're going to try to uh, to take the lead. I mean, I, I I feel like we're kind of in a situation where whoever wins Game Five probably going to win the series. Isn't that usually how the three-two series go for the most part? Usually. Yeah, I mean, or two. I'm sorry, two-two series. Yes. We also uh, Colorado's loss last night snapped a streak in the NHL playoffs. Eleven straight road teams had won before that last night's game, which was kind of crazy. The Maple Leafs uh, erased that four-one deficit in the third period. Which the videos of the Leafs fans. How are the Maple night, Leafs doing? Because I, I they, they're up three-one now. Is it's, Toronto like the? Is are they like the? I know uh, when you talk about the big four sports, are they like the? Are they the new Cubs kind of? They're they're more like the Knicks. Like they've got. Like they feel like this is their sport. Like, you know, it's Toronto. It's the biggest, you know, we are the, you know, I guess them in Montreal are like the, the home of hockey in Canada. But they have sucked for so long. They haven't won a playoff series since 04. And oh, no, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since like 65, I think. Right, but they haven't won a series in the playoffs since 04. It's been oh, forever wow. since they've advanced in the playoffs. And now like, they had, they've had good teams. They've just always choked. And the videos of their fans – Last night were insane. Like you've got people, like they they acted like they won the cup. You've got fans in the sta- in the stadium in Tampa Bay who are crying and hugging each other. You've got the you know, they have one of these one of the cool themes things that's happened in sports the last few years. I love those outdoor venues where they show the game like a gigantic screen, like yeah, the yeah. central area of the city, and you see the fans going nuts. Like you had the videos of them all going nuts last night. But if if the Lanch can't win it, I'm kind of rooting for the Leafs. I think we said this last year where if the Lanch are out, I typically just root for like. The Canadian team because I feel like their fans care the most and they never I mean, win it. I think well the last Canadian was Montreal, which was like in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. Even Toronto hasn't. Even, I mean, Toronto hasn't even been to the Stanley Cup since they won it in '67. It's been forever. That was right after the expansion. I'd be happy for Bieber. Bieber's a huge Leafs fan. Is that? Oh, you talking about Justin? Yes. No. Oh, well, Jake. <laughs> I honestly didn't know. Shane. I couldn't tell you. You said Beaver or Beaver. Beaver. The Beavers is a big, big leaf. Well, guy. I mean, Toronto's national uh, animal is the Beaver. There you go. I mean, it's a majestic animal. It is majestic. <laughs> <laughs> but we had that last night. We had uh, the NBA games were pretty good. We had. Uh, Are you still rooting for like Winnipeg in them too as well? I mean, I, I usually like. I'll root for Toronto. I'll root for, but I, I'm, the Lancer my obviously they're my team. But if they get beat. Then I find myself rooting for like whoever the the last Canadian team is, which sucked last year. We played the Oilers in the Western Conference Finals, which was like they were the team, last Canadian yeah. team standing. I was like, yeah, I kind of wish we didn't have to do this. Toronto, Toronto was one because when I was like, when I didn't know who to pick for hockey, like, and I kind of did like Vancouver a little bit when I was kicked just because of Paul Bebure and and having him on like the NHL game back in the early nineties. Russian they Rocket, baby. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's still my favorite player, uh, mainly because he's like the only few I can name. What was, his, what was his first name again? Pablo. Pablo Burry. Pablo. You got it second Pablo time. Pablo Burry, yeah. Pablo. You, try, you tried to combine his name between Hispanic and Russian it's there. Michael Bublé's cousin. Pablo. Bublé. Pablo. They call him Pablo. <laughs> it's like Joey speaking French over here. Bublé. <laughs> but so, that's all when I was a kid. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be either maybe a Flyers or a, a Maple Leafs fan because I was an Eagles and a, a Blue Jays fan. I thought, you know, why, you know, at least maybe share, you know, two of my major sports. I think I've told you why I didn't want to be a, a Flyers fan just because Eric Lindros. Upset. I just, he's just like. Not a fan. Yeah, he's a little snot-nosed brat. Like, I, he just annoyed me. 
So I was like, I don't want to root for the Flyers, even though I do like their logo and I do have some of their shirts. And the Maple Leafs, though, I was just like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I think it, maybe it is because, like, their fan base kind of reminded me of, like, they reminds me more of the Red Sox before the Red Sox won the World Series. And, like, Montreal is, would be the, the Yankees. Because Montreal has more the more titles, but they think they're, you know, they think their bleep don't stink. And then Toronto thinks their bleep don't stink, even though they don't, haven't had a bleep in, like, you know, 50 years. I don't know what bleep is being covering up now at this point, but. So yeah, I just, I just, I, that's why I just kind of floated. I always use like kind of like the Devils too because of their logo and because of uh, Putty, of course. But nope, everyone has been pushed aside because the expansion came around, and I just realized I love crack. There you go, you, big crack guy. <laughs> we also had a eventful couple of games last night in the NBA. Uh, the, the Heat now on the precipice of making history. They lead the Bucks in a one-eight series, three games to one. Thanks. Mostly to Jimmy Butler's 56 points last I think he night. Pretty much all thanks to Jimmy Butler's yeah, 56. He, he scored almost what 50, almost half their points, right? Uh, almost half, yeah. It's about 40 percent of them. 50, 56 out of 119. So that's yeah, very very close. Uh, and then the Lakers get a last second shot from LeBron to tie the game, and then beat the Grizzlies in overtime to take a three one lead. So you've got uh, a seven up three to one on a two, and an eight up three to one on a one. History happening in the NBA right now. Yeah, you think it's boring. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Miami game last night. I mean, I, I was surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm a little not, not surprised, but I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm more surprised. I'm more expected because I was more surprised Milwaukee when they won the title. People thought Drew Holiday was actually any good. So he's an average player, and you're seeing that now in this series. He was not good last night. He was. He was, He had one little good run during that playoff when they won the title, and and they got fortunate to run into a team that chokes probably more than they do, and that's Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, they got 36 from Brooke Lopez last night and still couldn't win. That's Yeah, I mean, you got Brooke Lopez just standing outside and shooting threes. I mean, it's Milwaukee. And it's, I mean, Buttonhauser's always been an underachieving coach, usually, for the most part. I know he's got a ring now and yada, yada, but I mean. Yada, yada. Yeah, there's one. Have your first drink, people. The very first text we got today said, let's get it cracking, yada, yada. <laughs> I'll, part of me was like, if we lose, is Michael coming in like, we smoked a crack last night? <laughs> no, I would not do that. I mean, come on. How many, I mean, you got, how many puns can we come up with with Kraken and crack? I mean, come on. <laughs> Mary was like, why the hell are they the Kraken? I'm like, because it's fun. That's actually a cool name, yeah. It's a very cool name. Like, I mean, what's uh, there's so many generic names in sports. I mean, what would you, I mean. I, the, their logo's cool. The mascot's cool. The, the branding is cool. I mean. Uh, is there something like maybe associated with Seattle? I mean, I know I know the Kraken's playing off like the the pungent sea and everything too, which is right there. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's maybe an animal that's more. I know they don't actually have Kraken in Seattle, but well, it's like what a sea monster. I mean, would you go with like the the rain or something instead? <laughs> Seattle rain. Seattle. The Seattle melodramatic grunge <laughs> anthem. The, the Seattle flannels. <laughs> have, a, have a dude look any better out there in a flannel shirt. Just hanging her long hair and goatee. <laughs> the band Dyke. <laughs> did, did you say that you know that they don't have any Kraken actually in <laughs> <Yeah>. Seattle? <laughs> did I just let that slide? Well, I think you'd have been more offended if I said they do have them. They're known for being in Seattle territory. I mean, I wouldn't be offended either way. I'm just kind of amazed. But there you Did go. Did the guy that wrote uh, uh, Clash of Titans, was, was he from Seattle? Maybe. 
Who knows? Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about uh, Louisville football. Some additions to the roster that we're excited about. Some defections from the roster that we're less excited about. We'll get into that. We'll take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. Also, basketball, we have the transfer portal update of the day. And NFL draft talk. Uh, we are now two days away from the first round. And, folks, things are happening that seem strange and unusual. And I'm very excited to hear Trevor's thoughts on them. More of, of that coming your way after the break here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I forgot about this song. I heard the story about Levis and the song's off in my head. Apparently he's doing a shot again. He was the original. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Nelly, I was like, wait a second, Will Levis is dating Ashanti? <laughs> Nelly and Ashanti dated like 20 years ago, and it's all the rage now. Celebrities, you got J Lo and, and and Ben Affleck getting back together, and apparently they were holding hands the other night at some concert. Well, didn't didn't and Ashton and uh, your your 70s show girl got back together again? They're doing. Well, they've been together for like 20 years now. Yeah, they they've been off and on for a while too. Well, they got married. Is it, is it weird though that like she was like 15 when he met her, and he was like 20? Yeah. She lied about her age to get on the yeah, show. Yeah, because I think yeah. the story is that they asked her if she was eight. She was eighteen. And she said she was going to be about to be. Yeah, and she was, I think, sixteen. And she was yeah, very yeah. She's very young when the show starts. Jackie Burkhart. Jackie Burkhart. Straight yeah. babe. Which raises all their questions about my integrity as well when I watch the show. Well, you don't need to do this again. <laughs> well, I didn't know she was that young. <laughs> also, she's ja, ja, uh, she, Mila Kunis is one of the ones. Like, one of those few girls, like, when you take her makeup off her, completely different. You think? Oh, yeah. I think I've seen her pictures without makeup, and it's like. she's still gorgeous. I think she's she's more of a needing of the makeup. I disagree wholeheartedly. Another few, though. Most most of your hot celebrities, especially here, don't need the makeup. Unlike you. Unlike me. I use makeup constantly. But you look great without it. You're fine. (laughs) You should see how much hair job I put in just daily. Uh, 502-414-1450 <laughs> is the Thornton's text line. Um, uh, a lot of people are pointing out also that you said the the pungency instead of Puget Sound. It's a Puget <laughs> Going back to our rancid discussion from yesterday. Is it, is it the Puget Sound? Is that what it's called? Puget Sound. That's not, what separates Seattle and Vancouver. Not the pungency. Well, you don't know how it smells. <laughs> Fair point. I'm more. Actually, I'm more upset that I got. I got it mixed. I got the C and sound wrong. Like, I figured I'd probably mispronounce the the name because I knew I knew how it was spelled. I can see it in my head, but I just you know I did. I figured I'd mispronounce it. Uh, I also, texture says. What's the difference between a sound and a C? A sound and a C. Yeah. Like, is there any other sounds? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be taken way out of context. <laughs> I isn't a sound just like an inlet? I think that's all. That's my understanding. I could be totally wrong about this. 
You're putting me in a position where I'm going <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> a sound is a long, wide body of water that connects two other bodies. Isn't it called a river? No. <laughs> Isn't that pretty much the definition of a river? No. Oh, okay. Um, when they do like rivers and, and lakes and on Jeopardy, I'm screwed. Like I really, especially when it's outside of America, I've, I'm like, if it's not the the, the Rhine or the Danube, I'm I'm a, a bleeps creek here. I'm not good with rivers and, and bodies of water. You you were right about that. It is applied to inlets containing large islands. Okay, well, such fine. as the Puget Sound. But that's what. So, is there any other sounds other than Puget? Puget? Surely. You can't be serious. <laughs> uh, but a texture does point out. So this is the this is pertinent information for if the avalanche do take care of the Kraken. Okay. The Big Four Bridge. If you don't go down the ramp on the Indiana side, which you're not going to have to, like you said, you're, you're turning around when you get to the end of the bridge. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. 1.41 miles. Ooh. You can do that. Well, how, does that include the going up the the ramp on the other side? Yes. So, but so that but since I'm going up a ramp, that's like adding like a mile, so it's like 2.4. No, 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 no. The one point four one is including the the ramp that you walk up on the Louisville side. Yeah, but it, since I'm walking uphill, you have to. It's actually the equivalent of a whole mile, even though it's only like point four, probably. No, it's not. It is to me. Yeah, apparently, there's a Long Island sound. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through it now. There's a ton in the United States. I'm seeing if there's any like in Louisville or Kentucky closest to. Well, how would there be one in Kentucky? <laughs> there's no one there. We're, we're surrounded majority by land. <laughs> Texas, I just want to clarify something that Trevor said last week. Gambling is legal in Michigan now, so it would be the same as if a player personnel were in Vegas regarding the Lions players gambling on games. Okay. So, so I agree with what you all have said, though. Dumb rule, but know the rule. Silver lining as a Lions fan could be a blessing with getting the team laser-focused for the season when they already had a lot of momentum before the gambling situation. Well, I hope so. I didn't know Michigan was what well, it was legal there, so that, I guess I just, just brought up Vegas because Vegas is just, you know, some mostly known for The only reason I knew is because my my best friend just moved from Dallas to Michigan, and okay. so he's been and he's like I'm already getting my ass kicked. He's like, knew, this, he's like this is a mistake. I knew they made I knew the weed was legal there. I just didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know gambling. <laughs> Are we still so far behind? I mean, yeah, because they passed it in Ohio too recently, didn't they? They did. Yeah, Ohio's been had it for a while. Yeah, but Ohio just passed online gambling. That was what it was. Is that what it was? Yeah, because okay. because I've driven to Ohio once. And I tried to gamble, and it was like you cannot. You have to go to a casino to do the sports. Gambling. Oh no, Danny gambles from his phone all the time. Yeah, I guess I he think, was in Columbus. Yeah, I think yeah, but because you could gamble like in casinos, but I guess they just now passed it recently. About I that. think it's been a couple of years. He's, Has it been? A he's little, been able to do it. Yeah, for, he would know better than I would for a while now. Um, and then Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. The weird thing about, and I don't know if this is how it's going to be whenever uh, weed gets legalized here. But I'm so we went on a golfing trip in Michigan a few years ago. And if you guys went to like the dispensary or tried to find a dispensary where we were, and they were like, in this county, it's medicinal only. If you want to go to the next county that has it for recreational, you've got to go. It's like an hour and a half drive. And I was like, oh, oh. wow. I was like, I thought that I, I assumed it would be like a, a statewide thing, so which if that's I. the case, like, and you're Kentucky and you want to, you know, if, if you have moral reservations about this out in the state, like, just let Fade and Jefferson have, have free recreational week. Like that'll be plenty of money for the state. We'll still make a ton, and you can keep your moral outrage. Like if, if it's a county by county deal, then I don't know why we wouldn't just pass medicinal, pass recreational, and then let all the other counties ban it if they don't want to. I mean, they, their counties ban alcohol in the in the state. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I know Oldham County was a dry county for a long time. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, seems. I mean, yeah, there's no, a bunch e- of dry e- counties. E- Town was dry for years. I know. <laughs> when I was at Western. It was dry. I think. I don't think it is anymore. I think they've changed that since. But 
I remember going to meet somebody in E-Town when I was at Western, and they were, I, went, I was like, can we go get some beer? They're like, nope. Yeah. I mean, I used to go, I used to hang out with a girl in, lived in Old County. I would have to stop at that gas station on 42 right before you get to the border so I could buy beer. I do love every now and then during the statewide elections, they'll have a, a county will put it up for a vote, like whether or not they want to stay dry or become a wet county. And like, you'll see the vote and it's like, it's like 267 to 178. It's like the, the full <laughs> county vote. I'm like, clearly bringing out all the votes. It's just a, it's, it's a weird state. That's a good question. I, I mean, if that, it is such a issue. I mean, just yeah, make it county by county. Texas Mike, what do you have to say for a McCarr after that dirty hit on McCann? I already, we've already talked about it. He's dirty. Play to the whistle, McCann. Come on, man. Keep your head on a swivel. It's hockey. <laughs> no, I, I, I was kind of – when I saw it live, I was like, oh, my God. And then I, I – it was not. I was not happy. It was a dumb move by Kale. I wish he hadn't done it. Now, what about the, the one that got you in the power play in the overtime, though? The, Which is dumb. That's a dumb penalty. That was just him getting frustrated because he got beat. Yeah, I mean, it's not – honestly, it wasn't that dumb of a penalty because you're taking away a breakaway chance probably. True. Like, I don't hate the penalty, but – How did that become like a, like a penalty shot then if it was on a breakaway like that? It's not the way it works anymore. Is, did it used to? Is that how it used to be? Yeah, I feel like in movies that's what I would see. Like if, like Charlie's on a breakaway and he gets tripped from behind with, I mean that's how he got into the, the, the double deke to beat the Hawks. Triple deke, come on. Triple deke, sorry. Look alive, man. I always wonder what happened to that Hawks goalie, a poor kid. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> I know none of the other kids made the team because that's what the coach promised. But coach sacrificed him to the hockey gods, <laughs> left him and tied him up in the rink. Like I, I want a sequel of Mighty Ducks. I, mean, I don't want Mighty Ducks two where they go to the Olympics. I want Mighty Ducks two. The Hawks' redemption. Like, what, like did, did he still coach in the little league? You want a biopic on Jack Riley's life? Yeah, you, you want to go deep like, into Coach Riley, popping collars. What he walks, Jack Riley story. Ain't worth winning if you can't win big. Like he walks in there and you got, he's like so pissed about that one banner from like 1972. He's like, I wish they'd take that one down. It, like, it tormented this man in his entire life. So what do you think this one did? That he couldn't lead ten year olds to a title <laughs> fifteen years ago in a row. Because they only won, like, one, they only lost 70. The one that uh, that Emilio missed was their only loss, it looked like. Yeah. For, yeah, and then, and then of course, District 5 takes it from him. Like, I want to know what happened to the Hawks. He probably killed himself. Like, <laughs> if, if he struggled that much with Gordon Bombay missing a shot one time against what would you assume would be a quality competitor, imagine him losing to the Ducks. This man probably took his own life after I mean, that. how great has Col- was Cobra Kai to show the story of what happened to uh, – to what you know? The, the, what's his name when and when he lost to to, to Danielson? And I would it, like to know what happened to the Hawks. Like I want, I want like a spinoff like Netflix story. They probably all had to go into deep therapy <laughs> immediately after, <laughs> after the horrors that they what were. What was the name of the kid? I'm doing my job. That's like he's like a sociopath now. What did you do? What'd you do? <laughs> my job. He's in prison now, probably. <laughs> some some like domestic violence or something. And then you got the goalie who's on crack. Looks probably like Goldberg does in real life. I mean, hey, Goldberg's clean now. I know. Give him a break. I just care. Did, does Adam Banks come back to like help his friends? Like even though he banded them in the tournament. Well, no, he's going to play in the the Goodwill Games. <laughs> Take on Gunnar Stahl in Iceland. Um, I mean, these are things I, I would love to see. That somebody needs to write that fan fiction. Texture says, "What's the better soundbite?" Keontae Vernon or the "What about the Crunch Zone"? Well, if there was if there was audio of, of the lady doing "What about the Crunch Zone." <laughs> Then I would have played it a million times, but I don't think that it, that ever made it to the internet. But the Keontae Vernon call is is, is an all timer. I'll, I hope I hope the same guy same guy is still doing uh, Grand Canyon games today because that guy earned his money. 
Texas, I threw a no-hitter for JV in high school, and somehow we lost 2-1 to one due to four errors uh, on the only two balls put in play. Most depressing no-hitter ever. Didn't like the guy from the White Sox lose a no-hitter, put you no-hitter and lose the game one time? The, the Reds last year threw a no-hitter and lost the game. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I think that's how I remember the White Sox, because I think I looked it up. It was a long time. It, it was been a long time since yeah. it happened before. Because I, I think it was the White Sox back in the night, because they, like, they went to extra innings and lost one nothing. Uh, I'm like, because the guy got walked. The, 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 the winning run got walked in, so it was a no-hitter still. Uh, that's, that's just insane. That's, that's who we are. That's what we do. Although we did come back last night, TJ Friedel walk off, baby, snapping that six game losing streak. Don't let us get hot. I don't, I didn't see if Toronto won last night or not. I didn't even pay attention. Texas random question. Do you guys think that momentum is a real thing in sports? All the analytics guys say that it isn't real. And I tend to side with analytics a lot, but I also think the momentum is very real. What are your thoughts? I agree with everything that you said, Texter. I tend to side with analytics on a lot of things. I think momentum is very real in sports. I, I think that it absolutely, like there's a, you know, people talk about hitting being contagious in baseball. I 100% believe in that. If everybody around you is hitting well, it loosens you up a little bit. You don't feel that much pressure. You're allowed to relax, let the muscle memory take over. I completely buy into momentum being an, a legitimate thing in sports. 100%. And I'm the opposite of you. I'm not big right. in analytics. Um, I'm, I'm 100% believer in, in momentum. I mean, it's, a lot of it's mental, but I mean, and so I mean, if you can't, if you don't understand how the mental game is, you know, mental aspect is worked into to a sporting event, and I mean, that's that's what momentum is. It's it's a lot of it is just the mental aspect of knowing that you're on a hot streak and yada yada. There's another one, take a shot. So yeah, I'm one hundred percent believe momentum. I think also just like you don't have to have played at a high level to kind of pick up on if you've played pickup basketball sometimes. Yeah. And you're a shooter and like you're playing on a team full of shooters and like everybody's just drilling shots from the outside out of nowhere, it, it kind of puts you in a zone too. Like I, I think, I mean, if you've ever been in like one of the best feelings in the world, and I say this as somebody who can only really shoot in basketball, but one of the best feelings in the world is when you get into a hot streak, have that momentum. And like you, you feel like you're you're unconscious. Like you just know if you're gonna get the ball in your hands, it doesn't matter where you are. If you can get a clean look at the basket, like you let it go, it's gonna go in. Like it's, the, it's the best feeling in the world. The basket looked ten feet wide. Exactly. It's a, it's a real thing. I mean, though. It, it is. You're right. I mean, it's it's not. Yeah. It's there's a reason why cliches are around. They may be annoying and boring, but a lot of times with a, you know the, the cliche of look like the basket was. T-, that's true. They are true. Texas says, does picking up two out of the three, here we go on the basketball front, does picking up two out of the three from Bryant, um, Abbas, Mbako make up for us not getting any highly rated transfer portal players? Not to me because I wanted a guard still. And you just named two big men. Even though I would love to have them, I still want a guard. Can't get can't get the ball to the big man if you don't have a guard. One, Carter Bryant would not play this year unless there's a reclass opportunity out there that I'm not aware of. Okay, so that's... And he announces tomorrow. He's going to announce on your birthday. And it, yeah, he's going to announce Louisville. Don't worry. It's, it sounds like Arizona, they feel very confident about this, but the kid himself, there's no real leaks out there. I know some Louisville fans still feel confident. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. But again, like it's, it's, a, it's a long way in this Louisville's day and age. Arizona. Committing the, for a 2024 commit in April of 2023... A lot can happen. There's like a 60% chance that he winds up signing with whoever he commits to tomorrow, so <laughs> I'm not going to lose complete faith. Mbak- the Mbako thing is weird. I-, I tell you what, we're going to save this for the next hour because I've got there's an update there 
Um, I've got no update on Churchill, a, 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 a boss who a name I still stutter with every single time I say it because yeah. nobody can find out what he's doing. But we'll get to that uh, next hour. But I do want to talk about McKenzie and Baco and a couple of other uh, names. Texas says, so Carolina is going to regret drafting Levis, right? We're going to talk about that as well next hour. Uh, Texas says, I taught you how to go for the W Bombay. Now look at you. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. I mean, what, what a terrible to... thing to say to another human I... being. <laughs> it's... No, I mean, Coach O'Reilly, though, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe I, I, I just I don't hate him because I growing up both working and in, in playing in St. Matthews Little League for so many years, I saw so many Coach O'Reilly's. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Like I, I saw Coach O'Reilly's. I saw you know, I did my job. I've seen those kids. Like every we stage. had a, and I love this man, Scotty Traeger. I love you. I loved it. I love the entire Traeger family. But Scotty, when we won, we won the district tournament in All Stars in Little League. Slammed the trophy down and broke it because we didn't play well enough. It was an all time <laughs> moment. I mean, I know a coach who got kicked out of St. Matthews Little League baseball. Because he lied about a kid's injury because he didn't want to bring up one of the younger kids and, and, and make his team less as good. Nothing nothing that you're saying is shocking me. And that, that guy worked in the school system. I'm, <laughs> I'm not shocked by that either. There was a, When I was 11 um, on the, the 12-year-old All-Star team, like, I, I played catcher. And like we got knocked out because a kid trucked me at home plate and I dropped the ball. Like, you know, you're supposed to be thrown out. It was like this huge debate. The game was like a 10-inning game. And like it like... But that this would be like if Scott Traeger went up to me like every like ten years later and was like, "I taught you how to go for the W, Rutherford. <laughs> Couldn't hold over the damn. You'll do nothing with your life because you dropped a ball at home plate when you were eleven years old. Like imagine like the whole the concept of the know. movie. Kind of was right. I'm here. We are doing radio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're gonna end up in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Why yeah, wonder where you'd be right now if you just held onto that ball? <laughs> I'd probably have followed through with law school. You're like on a you're like on a big yacht. <laughs> With Marysville. What <laughs> uh, year never was. <laughs> you ever seen the really bad John like Belushi movie? I was movie, all district uh, in high school. You take it back. You ever seen the really bad uh, Belushi movie? I said John, but it's uh, yet. Yeah. Which, which one was the one that's still alive? John. Jim. 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 It's uh, Mr. Destiny. I'm not. Sometimes I think you're making these movies up. No, I kid you not. <laughs> I'm going to start looking up all these. You can make up half these, so, and I'd be like, no, I've never seen it. So he's like down on his luck. He's He goes into a bar. I can't remember who the bartender is. It's, it's, a, it's a British actor. It's going to drive me nuts, and somebody on text on will probably point it out. But he asks him like, to make him this special drink. And he, make, he takes a drink, and it's like he wants to know what his life would have been like if he'd hit the game-winning home run in like high school instead of striking out. And like you know, of course, he, he the, the 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 guy, the bartender, has magical powers, and he gets he hits the home run. And he has like this great life, but he's his wife. He's cheating on his wife, and the, he realizes you know the woman that he was originally married to. He he still loves her, and she's there, but she doesn't want to be with him. And I'm sure if you can figure out this plot line to Grand Torino, you can figure out where this is going. He realizes that he did pretty well. <laughs> yeah. No, he just like screw this. I'm glad I'm rich now, and he has her fired and thrown in jail. The family man of <laughs> baseball. Go Apparently, watch it. Texas is Michael Kane. Mike, that, yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I knew some Texas would out there remember it. That's me if we hadn't lost that game to San X that I was just talking about yeah. my senior year. <laughs> Mr. Destiny, I honestly don't recommend it. Texas, I love the question about momentum. The scene in the big short about momentum drove me crazy because it was analytics nerd, analytics nerds who I tend to agree with talking about a hot hand in basketball. I've watched. I still. I am so ignorant when it comes to like stocks. I still can't even understand them, and I've watched The Big Short, 
And they have Mar- I think is it Margaret Robbie? She explains it to you as like as generically as you can, and I still don't understand it. I'm I'm more or less with you on stocks. I have a ba- I have a very very <sighs> fundamental understanding, but I've never. I know every line in trading places, and to this day, <laughs> I still don't know how they screwed over the Dukes. Texture says, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, can, I don't get it. <laughs> with today's modern instant replay and cameras at every angle, why do these players think that they're not going to get caught smoking the other guy in the jewels? Uh, Mike is there and going to be in the mic is there and they're going to be invisible. It's not that they don't think you're going to get caught. It's, it's you're in, caught up in the moment. This is the penis punching playoffs. This yeah. is what it's become. It's the triple P, it's the Chris Paul invitational. <laughs> Which is why I well, think Grayson Allen is around. I mean, <laughs> I, I think this may be the year that the Suns w- win it all, and Chris Paul finally gets that ring because everybody else is doing. It's like they're paying homage to Chris Paul by punching people in the testicles. Like this is what he became famous for. This is what he's known for, and for that reason alone, I'm kind of riding with the Suns. I think they're going to win it all. And our guy Damian Lee again. If you host the Mike Rutherford show, you're going to win a, a, a world championship. Well, at least if Lee's there, they got somebody to hit a clutch shot because God knows it ain't going to be Booker, Duran, or Paul. Yeah, it's Damien. He kills it. Um, all right, we, we, we successfully talked about none of the things that I said we were going to talk about. I well, promise. No, you, you said we were saving it for the next hour, though. But that stuff. But I, I said this segment, we're going to talk about the football transfers. We're oh, going to yeah. get into the football transfers next segment. We do have updates <laughs> on the men, men's basketball recruiting front. I promise we'll take a break from the text line. We'll take a break from the nonsense. We'll get to the sports <laughs> coming up after the break. What up? Keep it locked right here on the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and A baseball movie that comes to mind when you hear the song. Um, Bull Durham a little bit. Yeah, I didn't even think I should have thought of Bull Durham. How did I the Bull Durham not come to mind? Yeah. The the little big league comes to my mind. I, I feel like it was used in basically every baseball well, movie it's before nineteen ninety five. Underrated underrated kids nineties movie, Little Big League. I like Little Big League. I mean, I don't know if it's because it's the twins or you know, I, I just thought I don't think it gets enough credit when you talk about. It. I, I'm not saying it is on the Sandlot and and uh, and Rookie of the Year level, but it's. I think. I mean, is it third best of the '90s? Eh. I mean, what, it does have Timothy Busfield, one of the best character actors of all time. He does, and he he has to hit a home run to marry his mom. That's a, yeah, great subplot, and it also kind of ha- and it, yeah, and for you who hates predictable plots, it does not end predictably. It doesn't, which I like. Yeah, it does kind of have that. Kind of more sorrow ending. Something smells like trash in here. What was that? <laughs> I think it's just Southern Indiana. Just like yeah. <laughs> I came home last night. I couldn't help it, Indy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I came home last night and it was like talk, uh, the kids were outside. Came, we came inside and I, 
went to give Mary a kiss, and she's like, "What is that?" Oh, you're. She's like, "You're in Southern Indiana." Oh, that wow, smell. My Lord. <laughs> it's a very distinct smell. I uh, welcome in second hour oh, of the some sponsors. <laughs> the Tuesday edition of the. Well, it's just the studio. It's not. It's not Southern. No, Indiana. I think you're saying it's Southern Indiana. No, it's no, it's just this studio. Oh, I'm applying in Southern Indiana. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just when we come in here. Yeah, we spent lots of time in Southern Indiana. It's beautiful, but the no, the actual don't. this place, yes, we do. Uh, is it, it smells bad? It it attacks. It attaches itself to you. Uh, reminder, if you're having heating or air conditioning problems, hit up our friends over at AirServe of Louisville. Call them at 502-785-8600. They are available for you 24-7. Technicians are always on call. doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m. and your A.C. goes out. If you want to sleep comfortably through the night, call them at 502-785-8600. They also have tune-ups for as little as $49. AirServe.com slash Louisville is the website. 785-8600 is the phone number. All right, uh, we promised this. We're going to get to it now. Football defections. So the good and the bad for today. The good is this. Louisville landed yet another commitment from an offensive lineman from the class of 2024, the second in three days. And it's a, it's another big, literally, uh, player in the 2024 class. Jimmy Williams, who is a six foot four, 290-pound offensive tackle, had offers from Pitt, had offers from Duke, had offers from Syracuse, UCF, and others went ahead and chose the Cardinals. He's the fifth player now from the 2024 player uh, class to commit. We mentioned the the transfer portal guys that we got uh, yesterday, the cornerback from North Carolina. The, you have two offensive linemen who have entered the fray late, including the one from Rutgers, um, Willie Tyler, who's going to be a, a big-time get. Cameron Kelly was the safety from North Carolina. Um, it's been a solid run of recruiting for Jeff Brom and company, but – as expected, we got some players entering the transfer portal after spring practice. This is happening everywhere. It's not a huge deal. It's not like Colorado, who lost 17 guys in 24 hours to the, the transfer portal. Like, I think didn't they lose more even later on after our show? Like I think they only 13 when we talked about it. It was 17 when we left. I read an article that they don't even have enough to like run a practice squad. Now. They don't. They can't play like seven on seven right now. Like it's, how it's, is that? It's nuts. I don't know how that's a feasible strategy, but we'll find out. But today we found out that at least three. Three at last count. I'm not sure if more have entered the portal since I uh, left the computer. But <laughs> three Louisville players have entered the transfer portal. Two of them I don't think were huge shocks. Uh, Chance Morrow, wide receiver from the 2022 class. Louisville's got a ton of wide receivers. I think he went through spring practice, kind of realized where he was in the depth chart, and said, I'm ready to get out. Uh, Destel, a tight end. I think it's probably the same type of deal here. Uh, Louisville is actively recruiting more tight ends. Uh, they want bigger players. They want a different size uh, than 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 he can provide. Um, I thought Destel was a defensive tackle. Oh yeah, not Destel. Um, oh god, who am I thinking of? Not Tell was a defensive tackle, right? He was. That that's I, I messed the yeah. name up. Um, well, welcome to my world. Yeah, I know. Uh, now I can't remember the name of the player that we actually lost. I actually did see it in your news and notes, but I don't remember what it said. Uh, Des Melton. Des uh, Melton. You were close enough. Yeah, that's just a total brain fart there. Yeah, even as I said, I was like, that's not right. Uh, De- Des Tell, very good nose tackle for us. Uh, would not have been a great tight end. A little bit too big for that. But Des Melton uh, is entering the transfer portal. But then probably, I, I guess, the standout today, and-, and the most surprising to me, is James Turner, the kicker, the kicker yeah. has entered the transfer portal. And this now marks a huge overhaul for special teams because you lost Mark Vassett, your starting punter, who was very good last year. You lost him to the transfer portal in December. He goes to Colorado. He's the one guy who I think is still on the roster. Um, and now you lose James Turner, who <laughs> he's, he's now their backup quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. He's playing five different positions now <laughs> at this point. 
you lose James Turner, who last year set the Louisville single season record for accuracy when it came to field goal attempts, was 20 of 22. Um, did not basically did not miss from week two on. Was tremendous last season, and he enters the portal. He did. He struggled last year. I thought. No, he set the record for. Most I thought that was the year before. Or my yeah, thing two was... years ago, he 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 got it. Was he struggled late? That's okay. last year. He was twenty of twenty two, which is it's good. Somebody was messed up. Uh, yeah, ninety point nine percent is the highest uh, average on a field goal kicker as made on field goals in the history of Louisville football. So he was he, he was good. He did. He he entered the transfer portal with the no contact clause or whatever it is, where he says basically don't reach out to me. Which leads me to believe that he knows where he's going. He's had contact with another school. This will probably happen very quickly. It's also strange because so there's so much shuffling on coaching staffs uh, these days in in, or, in ordinary situations, but especially when you've got uh, a, a new regime entering. But the special teams coach that Louisville brought in actually recruited James Turner when he was first coming to Louisville way back in the day. And Turner's he's he's played here four seasons already. I think this is his COVID year, so this was. A long time ago, so you would think that, you know, this wouldn't be, you know, Carl Maslowski coming back wouldn't be a huge thing for him. Uh, there's, there's clearly some relationship there. He goes through spring practice, but just kind of a weird deal to be losing your kicker five months before the start of the season, right after spring practice, when there was really no indication that he was unhappy. But, well, do we have another kicker on the roster? We do, I know. I know we have Brock Havelstad, who's been also become like the backup punter, uh, but he's been. We've used him more for kickoff duties in recent years. He's the bigger leg guy. We have not used him for – he's been our backup with extra points. I feel like this coach staff has to think that he is his ready to move from bench to kickoff guy. Well, I mean, they, I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. I don't think they saw this coming. So I mean, we, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they, I mean, maybe they were, were thinking he was and turned just saw the writing on the wall. Well, no. I mean, he was the starter for the, all spring. Like he was, he's been the clear number one. Um, yeah, I think he's leaving because he's got a better situation somewhere else. But um, Travelstead has been, I assume he'll be the guy that you slot in. I don't know if they'll, they'll go and try to get another guy uh, in the portal now, if they'll try to find another portal kicker because, you know, we'll see. Uh, it, tr- there was a kicking battle last uh, last summer after Turner did struggle down the stretch in his second season, and Turner ended up winning out and then had a great year. So we never really saw much of Travelstead outside of uh, kickoff duties. But, uh, yeah, we, we, I know we have the big-legged punter from Trinity, who's a freshman. I know we have Brady Hodges, who's coming back. Um, but, look, playing time is out there. Special teams right now. Special teams were – say what you will about Scott Satterfield last year and the last couple of years. Special teams were really good. And I know that Brom emphasizes special teams just as much as Satterfield did. But the two most important positions right now are, are up for grabs. So you got to find somebody who can do those, do those well before we start things. Getting going in September. Um, should we move to men's basketball next or something else? What are you thinking? I try not to. Okay. Let's, let's do, do you have the portal song ready? I always have it ready when the show starts. Let's get it going. Here we go. It's a transfer portal. The transfer portal. Who we gonna get? Who we gonna? Who we gonna get? Our brother. Okay. 
do more lyrics to that. <laughs> I know. I just, I just like you do it so well at the beginning. I just like, I let you go. I want to hear you do the second. It's the transfer portal thing before I want see if I do it on time. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> uh, we got a couple of, of transfer portal stuff to talk about. We also have a couple of notes on the traditional recruiting front. Um, traditional, traditional. <laughs> First of all, it's not really just Louisville centric, but did you see Jim Laranega did a, a, a lengthy interview with the Athletic. Uh, I, again, I kind of skimmed your news and notes earlier today, and I saw it, but I didn't read it. What what, what did it say? So he talked about you know it was, Mi- about, it was that nil, nil, right? Right, because yeah. Miami has been labeled as kind of the nil school and all this stuff. Yeah, and he knows that's out there, and it, it's mostly because we've heard the figures, the transparent figures that are out there. We like, we knew Nigel Pack when they brought him over for K State was signing like a for contract term, yeah. was signing a two year deal that was going to pay him four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for both those two seasons, uh, for each season for a total of eight hundred k. And Larenega kind of said, we need more transparency out there. Like, NL is not a bad thing, but you need to know because people are just straight lying, which I think everybody has known before. Yeah, because they were all telling the truth beforehand. But, yeah, now it's becoming this deal where, like, hey, I just visited you know, UMass, and they're going to pay me 50K. How much can you pay me? And here, here's the full quote from, which I think everybody kind of assumed was probably happening. Well, yeah, I'm not assuming. I'm pretty much a guarantee it's happening. Laranega says, when money is involved, there should be transparency. You can go online and look up what everybody in the NBA is being paid. At public universities, you can find out what everybody employed by the school is making. If that was the policy in NIL, you wouldn't have all these inflated, this is what this guy is making, it's just not right quotes. I think kids are misled so much that they think, oh, I'm going to get a million dollars from the school, and it's nowhere near that. I don't know anybody getting that. I read about that, but that but does that mean that it's correct? I don't think so. Uh, he asked about, you know, he basically said, like, kids are out there listing Miami as a school that has interest in them when Miami has no interest. And he's like, it's all because they know that we have this reputation for paying players. So if they want to drive their own price up, they're just putting Miami on their list when the reality is we haven't re- we haven't reached out to them at all. Uh, he, he says the the compensation that you're hearing about in reality is not even close to what it actually is. Those NIL valuation tools and reports that are out there are a complete joke, and they do more harm than good. Nobody knows what is real in NIL, which sounds sounds right. Which I do kind of. I mean, you and I have talked about this. You found the list from I think Bleacher Report that had like the the highest NIL evaluations. That was like presume what they were going to make right. this year. Yeah, and yeah. Haley, Haley Van Lith is this much, and Brian, and Larenig is right. Like, how do you? How are you even calculating that? Like, wh- where is that coming from? They're taking Instagram followers and TikTok followers and whatever and trying to put some sort of monetary value on that when the reality is that's just not the way that this is going to work. It, it's the yeah, whole thing is a complete mess. But also, like, if you're making money off TikTok and Instagram and stuff, that shouldn't like go against the school. No, they're trying to say that this is what their value is based yeah. on how many followers they have, like what their what they should be paid by the school. But well, like what Aaron Nega said, and I agree, I actually agree with them 100%. Like there should be like a public record of oh, yeah. what you're paying. The, I mean, what you're getting, what, what these kids are making through the school. Now, if they're making, if Nigel Pack's making 750000 through a booster or whether it be a Miami, but he's making 200000 off Instagram, well, I, you don't have to claim the Instagram stuff to me. Like I can see where that's a side thing. But and and that's a whole other you know horse of different color we can get into. But like with the schools, yeah, I agree with them one hundred percent. Now I don't know how much like he claims like he's trying to act like they're not paying these kids as much as they are. That's probably BS. They probably are for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there are some exaggerations that are going around. And like what he said, where you know a kid's using us to say you know to drive his price. Like 
Like that's something new in college sports. I mean, it's been going on since like Eric Dickerson and stuff in the eighties. I mean, it's yeah. I think he's saying that you know, there was this talk about my players were getting like a million dollars, and he's like, that's not accurate. All. Like, <laughs> Lernig doesn't really. He doesn't, he's he's a pretty no nonsense guy. Like, I don't think he's just saying things to say things. Like, I no, I agree. I mean, he's I, not the only one who's been saying this, and he might not. And, and it, for all we know, he just doesn't know they're making making a million dollars. I mean, I believe I would almost I'd be more in the hand to believe that they are they are making the million. But he knows they're not. But I, again, everything else I agree with what he said. It needs to, you need to be able to, if you're going to get a, a, an NIL deal to a, a player through a booster or somehow in university related items, that needs to be on record. It's a pretty common theme. Like, I, like I've had conversations with the people who are doing the 502 circle now, and like they've reached out to the people from other collectives, and pretty much everybody, coaches, collectives, boosters, whatever, they're all in agreement that the figures that are being tossed out there, like, like kids aren't making nearly as much as everybody thinks they are. Like there's all this talk about they're getting, you know, this player is getting a million dollars, like eight hundred fifty thousand in a free car. That's not happening. I don't. Like, I don't think that that's happening anywhere. Um, I think that it's pro- like for the most part, it's closer to like fifty k. Like I, I can tell you for the Louisville players right now, there's like, it's just whatever you think it is, it's probably lower. It's it's not it's a significant a of money, amount though. of it's not a significant amount of money. Um, I mean, they're making like less than we are, uh, which is, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a fact. Like there's not that much money out there that's going to these players. Um, there is a bidding war for sure, but the numbers are definitely inflated. And one SEC coach who chose to be anonymous was talking about how when you're recruiting, like y- you wish you knew, cause he, he's like, we're a city, we're, we're a program that does not want to get involved in bidding wars like we don't want to do that but you don't know what a kid wants until you actually get him on campus and he said you'd rather it be that way where you knew up front he said imagine hosting a kid taking the time and resources to set up a visit you show the kid around you make your pitch you sit and watch film with the kid you talk to the family about how you use him and then at the end of all that they go that's all nice but it's going to take 200k to get me here like and i do kind of wonder in situations where like we've had players visit campus or players have gone elsewhere and you know, the, the visit ends without a commitment or it ends with just basically the kids saying, I'm going to go. Like, I do kind of wonder if that's what's happening. If you know, you're talking to them about basketball and then at the end, they're like, okay, cool. Let's get down to, to business here. The Rick Roby blue chip scene. Exactly. I, I'm an athlete. I feel like I'm worth $200,000 or whatever. What's it going to take? And then the coach is like, well, we're not, we're not really doing that. And I do. We had the question yesterday and I thought it was a really good one about NIL. Why you know, not, not about NIL, but why, are Kenny Payne and company having so much success with traditional recruits, but not in the transfer portal. Mm. And it does. Like, the only thing that I could think of was the NIL is so much more of an upfront deal when it comes to players who are established, who are in the transfer portal. And we know that Payne and company are like, they don't want to do the thing where it's like, we're signing you for so much money. Like, like we're, we're paying you hundred K just to sign here. They want you to, to come here, make a name for yourself and then get into that NIL money. Uh, and How maybe that's of them. Yeah, maybe that plays better with 18-year-old kids than it does with 21-year-old kids who have, have already you know, played a couple of seasons of college basketball and feel like they're, they're ready to cash in. That's the only thing that I can think of. Well, especially if you're preaching to a kid that thinks he's only going to be there for six months and go to the NBA anyway. Sure, yeah. Where a transfer portal guy, I think, wants to be able to maybe still think he can make the NBA, as I said yesterday, but for the most part is looking at the primarily fact of getting paid while I can still play young enough to be in college basketball because, you know, I might – I mean, odds odds are there's an eighty percent chance I'm going to be selling life insurance in three years. Sure. I'm nowhere near. I I probably can make more, you know, bouncing this ball for one more year at you know Duke than I could three years of making life insurance. 
And even if you are like somebody who's going to play, you know, overseas for a long time, like your name may never be bigger in America than it is when you're a college basketball player at a relatively high profile uh, place. There's a really good clip from, and I want to play it a little bit later. They, Angel McCauley has a podcast called Gaming Society, and she's she had a, a couple of other people on with her, Matt Ellensock, and I can't remember the woman who else she had. And they're talking about Haley Van Lith. And Angel is like, you know, not just because she plays for the school that I played for, but when I when I heard that she was going in the transfer portal, you know, my initial instinct is like, you know, you got to stick it out. You know, you know, you know, she's talking about like, well, we're only getting to Final Fours and Elite Eights. Like, you know, she's like, <laughs> you know, when I was playing, like, that was everything. And you, and you didn't have a choice to go somewhere else. So Still she's like, is kind of everything. but Yeah, she's like, I get it, but I also don't really get it. And then the other woman who, again, I, I can't remember who else is on the podcast with her, is talking about how she's like, I don't see Haley translating into like being this big time WNBA star. Like this is probably as big as it's going to get for her. Like women's college basketball is it's peaking right now. They just had the the highest rated women's basketball game of all time. Any level happened this year in the NCAA tournament. Like she is a she's a name that's probably not going to carry the same type of cachet when she gets to the WNBA. Like this is her moment to cash in. And I, I hadn't really thought of that, but you know, there are a lot of players who like because Women's college basketball is is probably more popular than the WNBA you know, no, in a no lot of places, including right here in Louisville. I, th- I think WNBA is kind of a regional thing. I think it's it's somewhat popular with their fan bases in the big cities, but it's not like you know, like like I don't have much of an interest here. I don't have a team. I don't I don't, I don't watch it, but I watch women's college basketball because I have a team and they're good. <laughs> we went to a segment where we couldn't even remember who teams were like still in the WNBA. We did well though. I know we named almost all of them. I was so I'm still upset the Detroit Shock weren't even a team anymore. I think they're like I think they're the Vegas Aces or something now or whatever. But there are a lot of <laughs> I think men's players that find themselves in similar situations where their name is never going to be as big as it is when they're a junior at North Carolina or a senior at Kansas, wherever they are. And uh, it's it's time for them to cash in. Now, as far as the transfer portal is concerned with Louisville, the latest updates there, um, we know that R.J. Luis, and I, I don't know what the situation is and, and why he seems disinterested in playing for Louisville, or maybe Louisville wasn't interested in him, but he's now talking to St. John's. So we have immediately turned our focus to Trey White from USC, who Kevin Sweeney of Sports Illustrated, who I like a lot, he ranked the 20 best players still available in the men's basketball transfer portal. He's got Trey White at number five. He's got him up there. I mean, for for comparison's sake, he had Luis at I think like like sixteen. Uh, he had a couple other guys that we were interested in back in the day, lower than White. He he says this about Trey White: a relatively recent portal addition, White was a highly regarded recruit and a member of the Pac-12 All Freshman Team after averaging nine points and five rebounds per contest for the Trojans last season. He fits into the versatile wing forward mold that is so heavily desired by coaches, and getting him up for getting him. For up to three seasons, also increases his value to potential suitors. If White improves as a three-point shooter, he has star potential. He is. He was a top recruit. Sweeney is correctly though referring to him as a, a wing slash forward. We will try to say that he's a guard, but that's not his no. game. That's not, I know we're just. He's a small forward. We're stacking up on these same types of players, but that could be a big deal. It's especially a big deal if we don't get Mackenzie Mbako, who. I don't know what's going on there. Have you heard the latest school that that like their fan base is convinced that he's going there? Is it Rutgers? It is Rutgers. I think I don't know where I saw that, but it came to mind. I don't know why. McKenzie is he from New Jersey? He is. Okay, well there you go. I mean, still, <laughs> it's been funny back. No, he's from North Dakota. What the bleep? <laughs> 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's Nebraska. From, he's from Nebraska, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Rutgers fans for the last 24 hours. And I don't know who's like, it, it's one of their like rival sites or 24 7 sports, like sites, one of the local sites. There. Oh, do they even have their own team site? They do. <laughs> okay. They, but they have put it out there like, this could really happen. Um, <laughs> and it didn't help that there was an Instagram post that said, like, per a report, Rutgers is heavily pursuing five star prospect Mackenzie Mbako. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And they put that, that screenshot on Instagram. And then M- M- Mbako himself commented on it with just, you guessed it, eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji. <laughs> oh, boy. They think they're going to get him. Like, they, they really, they're like, they're like it's, it's, it's happening. He's coming here to play. They still have, st- uh, what was the coach's name? Is it? Uh, Steve Peichel. Peichel, yeah. Peichel. Hammer and nails. <laughs> He's been there for a while now. Yeah, like five, five, six years. Yeah, he was coached with the Ron Harper team, right? Yeah, just a couple years ago. Um, but Mbako, it's a good team. The, the the buzz there, I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't know why he's, you know, if he's serious about Louisville, and there's been also some rumors swirling around here that he's going to commit to Louisville by the weekend. Of course, we also heard that two weeks ago. Um, he he seems to be. I don't know if he's driving the price up or if he's just. But he's definitely flirting with other programs. If it was as simple as he's not going to go to Duke, he's going to come here and play for Nolan, it's a done deal. He certainly isn't acting like it. He took the visit to St. John's. He's talked with Rick Pitino. He's now openly flirting with Rutgers. I mean, if it's all about money, we're screwed, right? Which is sad because we shouldn't be, but I think we are. I don't think we are. Okay. I mean, I, I can tell you, again, based on the conversations I've had with the collective people, Kenny Payne has a massive pool of money to work with. I mean, what was the phrase that the 24-7s were? He has a cannon full of money to work with. The issue is how he wants to use it. And if he doesn't want to just openly... Shoot his load? Shoot, okay. <laughs> shoot his load at a high school kid, then... I mean, it does put the cannon, per, cannon analogy, doesn't it? It does. Okay. If, if he doesn't want to do that, if, if he doesn't want to just openly say, like, we're going to pay you this much to come here, I don't care what Rutgers is offering then, yeah, you run the risk of losing a high-level talent like Mackenzie and Baco. But I think that they – like NIL, from what I've been told, has been instrumental in the success that they've had with the class so far, with guys like Flowers, who immediately like just flipped his mind from being – you know he was going to go to Louisville after that visit. Dennis Evans, who right when he decommitted from Minnesota, everyone knew he was coming here. Like my understanding is we've used NIL in those situations. So, so I, does that mean we're low on it, maybe? Or I, I, I don't think so. Like I, I think I would. I, it's a statement that should never come out of my mouth. Was a little basketball uh, uh, program. Like I still, as recently as like last week, I've heard that we have plenty to work with. Here. Okay. So it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be getting outbid by the Rutgers of the world. You shouldn't be getting outbid by the St. Johns of the world. Honestly, and I know that that Patino's making the money flow up there a little bit. But Plus, still, Rutgers is like Ralph. I mean, you would think those markets would be able to compete financially. But, but we're we're little. We're talking about yeah, the school exactly. itself. Like we have, we should have more going for us there. Rutgers but, is the birthplace of college football. Yeah, stop. Uh, <laughs> I think that we're going to be. We we should be fine on that front. But we'll see. The McKenzie and Baco thing continues to be. Fairly fascinating, but I I don't know. I'm nervous about that. I mean, if he he, he goes to whether St. John's or Rutgers, how's his fan base going to react? Negatively. I mean, they're going to react negatively regardless if he comes anywhere or but Louisville. But to, if he goes, especially, I mean, Rutgers obviously is just like you know li, you know lemon juice on a wound. But the but it, he's in a Rick Patino. 
I mean, you've already got you know a, a small base of the fa- you know the fans that still you know want Patino back, and then there's reason for it, I guess. But it's just you just don't want the gasoline on that fire of that of that topic. Yeah, people like winning. Winning, winning's cool. If you, <laughs> I've enjoyed winning in the past. If we lose <laughs> Carter Bryant to Arizona tomorrow, and then Mackenzie and Baco to God forbid St. John's, and in, in like a few days after that, it'll be people will be upset because this is a. It's still a ro- it's a roster that I think has improved the talent. I don't think there's any question about that, but it's still a roster with holes, and yeah. it needs a significant boost if we're going to be NCAA tournament good next year. And Mbako would help that for sure. Bryant will be a sign that you know whatever boost we're getting next season is going to just continue. We're going to get better as time goes on, and if we start whiffing on some of these kids, then it's just you know it feels like last year where you had that initial nice little boost, that nice little run, and then just nothing kind of happened afterward. Can't happen again. We can't get fooled again. Thank you, The Who. <laughs> Thank you to The Who. Um, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450 about the football and basketball recruiting stuff. Reminder, we got Cards Baseball tonight against the Cats. 7 o'clock first pitch on 970 WGTK, live from Lexington. Card uh, nine, baby. You can also watch that game on the SEC Network. Talk a little bit more about that in the five o'clock hour, but keep it locked right here. More weather for show is next. Live from Jeffersonville here on in my head when I was like, you know, we're going to talk baseball. We talked that movie. What the hell? It was kind of weird. I only did like two songs coming in today. I did uh, Mellencamp in honor of being in Indiana. I always thought uh, Rain, Rain on the Scarecrow was an underrated song by him anyway. And I did the uh, We're Number One because I thought we'd maybe talk about Will Levis earlier and we did, but we didn't. And uh, <laughs> we never do. And then I, had, then I had the baseball songs because I thought we'd talk about Little Cardinal Nine. You wouldn't think a song about a promiscuous adult female would play in a kid's baseball movie, and yet it worked perfectly. <laughs> I mean, he, he basically, I mean, what, what, what's the stop? He, he tries to sell his mom to his, his best hitter for a win. Now, this is true. So, I mean, what, who's, who's to prevent this? I mean, what, what is his mom actually run around soon? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got my, my people news email for the day. It always comes no, right at 4.30. Guess what the headline is. This number one story is. What's that? Kate Middleton's stealthy move to change position for a photo op is going viral. Ooh, oh, did she do a Britney? She did a, quote, princess shuffle. Oh, did, no underwear on? N- no. Oh, I thought this is what you were talking about. No, she, she was positioned. What, 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 what part of that <laughs> made you think that? Read it again. 
Kate Middleton's stealthy move to change position for photo op is going viral. Yeah, I figured she's like making a move and like she did like, you know, like in Basic Instinct. She went to cross her legs and they're like, whoa, Nelly. No, she's standing like next to one person and then she moves to stand next to somebody you don't think else. The headline though can makes me think that. She moves position for a for a crazy photo? I mean she moved, you know. No. <laughs> I can't be Honey Boo Boo went to prom. <laughs> what? Honey Boo Boo went to prom. It looks like her prom date is wearing a Yankees hat, a big chain, and a t-shirt. Honey Boo Boo was the really like obese girl, right? Yeah, the princess, the pageant. Whatever. I never watched it. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I just always saw like the clips. I knew it because my cousins would talk about it at Thanksgiving because they liked it. They were in that reality show. Um, Man, she was like 10 years old when that was popular, right? I think a lot younger, yeah. It was like, it was the like, mom's died, I assume. No, the mom's, the mom's still there. Really? She's not dead. So the diabetes isn't real? She's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> okay. She's still big, but she's she's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Damn, would have put money on her. There's no way she made it this long. Yeah. <laughs> and that, how does Honey, Honey Boo Boo grown up? Um, She's she's heavy. She's, <laughs> she's, she's She looks fine. I think you're gonna give me the Wanda, the Wanda read, where they're like, she's a great person on the inside, and John Davis goes, well, somebody needs to flip her inside out. This has been your people celebrity update of the day, right there. Where, how's my Prince Prince William doing? He okay? Well, his wife's photo shuffling everywhere. She's, she's what does photo shuffling mean? She's she's changing where she's standing in a picture. How is that controversial? Because everything that they do, oh, she didn't want to stand by this person. I'm not reading the whole entire story. I'm just giving you the headline. I don't think I want to know the whole story. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, we'll read some text here. We talked to little, uh, little hoops updates on the transfer portal, uh, some football transfer updates as well. We're going to miss you forever, James Turner. We love you. Um, special teams, let's get it going. Uh, Texter says, Chris Paul Invitational, quote, just made me literally laugh out loud in our silent office. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that text. Silent office, that would suck. Yeah, it would kind of thing. Like I, 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 the office ruined any me me working in any office afterwards a little bit. But like, if, like, if they told me it had to be silent, I don't think I, that would suck. Like beyond sucking. Well, I don't know if it's like it's like school. I think it's just. It's, I think he was just saying the office was very quiet when he left. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they were just like they want people to keep it kind of quiet. <laughs> the boss was like silent office time. Nobody's talking. Well, I mean, I can... <laughs> two hours of silent time. If you're doing like, if you're only doing like computer like paperwork, I can see you just put your earbuds in and just like you know, type away. You can all thank Jen for this. <laughs> Her third quarter numbers were garbage. Uh, I don't know. I just picture the woman next to Ron Livingston in office, basically. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> Texas says, so you're saying this is a testy tourney. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> nice. Texas says, you say, quote, I promise we'll get into sports as if we listen to the show to hear about sports. Well, that's hey, a fair hey, point. Amen, Texter. That's a fair point. Um, Texas says, did Trevor give his thoughts about CM Punk showing up at Raw yesterday? Oh, no. Is it publicity for his return or something else? I think it's a mix. Uh, I think it's one. It was in Chicago, so like the first time someone texted me last night, I was I was actually watching Raw a little bit. Someone texted me last night, we're like, "CM Punk's at Raw," and I'm like, "We're in Chicago." It kind of makes a little sense. He lives in Chicago. He's a big Chicago guy. Uh, there is a video of him like in the parking lot. Supposedly he was asked to leave. He was in the building, uh, and the reports from particularly uh, uh, Ross, the guy from Lexington, actually uh, Sean Ross. He uh, he reported that. 
that he was in the building, had spoken with Triple H, The Miz. I suppose that he was there kind of to maybe, you know, dust away the, the, the history that his has he has with Triple H and Miz. Uh, a lot of people do think it is a speculation because he has his own show coming up with AEW, and he is technically under AEW contract. But the, supposedly Vince asked him to be removed from the the uh, the, the arena as well. So that's why. So he this was, is real. This is not like. Yeah. No. This okay. was now the the reasons why he was there. You can speculate all you want, and the plenty are doing it. But he legitimately was there. He's on video in the parking lot after he left. Uh, someone caught him in the parking lot, and then uh, he. But he, multiple people have reported he was backstage talking to people. My favorite was someone like put a picture of him and Triple H, not from last night, but from the past, and was like, "Who needs a tank to get inside when you're CM Punk?" A little shot to the DX. Uh, I did see history that moment. Bad Bunny is uh, is all over the. the he's big in the WWE. Yeah. yeah, he's rest. He's going to rest. They're doing some kind of show in Puerto Rico, I guess, uh, before their next pay per view. So. I, they're they're, they're going to bring him in and, and put him in the main event, you know, help push ticket sales down in there in Puerto Rico and stuff. I think he's wrestling. Uh, the guy's wrestling is Puerto Rican as well. It's, I forget his name to save my life. Damian Priest. Priest. Damian Priest. I, saw yeah. the, I just saw watch the clip. Yeah, he's okay. Damian Priest not bad. Texas, the transfer portal song is the best thing about the show by far, and I love the show. I agree. It, it's it, this is That's your best work. Thank this you. Your best contribution. I thought that – the DJ Wagner up the other day song was never going to be topped. Transfer Portal song, I think, is, is better. It's incredible. Way to home, wait, wait homeward Brom comes around. Texas <laughs> says. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the radio waves. Texas, I always feel like the microphone is going to break when Trevor goes all in on the Transfer Portal song. <laughs> Texas says you should make that some money off the Transfer Portal song. It's glorious. Should we write a whole version of it? God, we'd have to work. It'd take too much time. I don't even know all the lyrics to the actual song anyway. I can hear the rhythm in my head, but I don't we're know that. We're heading for Venus. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, uh, <laughs> we missed on Luis. But still we stand firm. With Churchill our base. <laughs> or is it a bass? We don't know because we haven't signed him. Texas Transfer Portal intro is great, but it could use some Bobby and MM uh, voiced philosophical thoughts near the end. No, we're not doing that. Perhaps you could use the classic 80s T-Pow song, Heart and Soul, for some inspiration. Heart and Soul. That's a good song. The Bobby it's voice. The Transfer Portal. See, now you've wrote it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> That's done. Now you, we can never do it again. You killed it. It's over. Texas, wait, Mike, are you saying that Louisville isn't buying our recruits jets? <laughs> the next entry says they're giving them jets. They're giving them jets. Giving them jets. We need another jets weekend. That's that's the, the cure to all. We need jets and we need Harlow. And we need them now. What's Harlow even doing for this program? What is Harlow up to? I mean, is he still doing the White Man Can't Jump tour, I guess? That movie's coming out now. It's it's coming out on Hulu, I think, in a couple weeks. It's not even going to theaters. No, it's going straight to Hulu. That's not a good sign, right? The tr- the, the extended trailer looked better than the initial one. I still am not excited There's, about it. I mean, that's, the extended tra- it was better than I thought it was going to be. It's like thing. saying this poop smells worse, better than this poop. Easy. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it's our ace recruiter. We need to get him, we need him to get us some guys. Hey. Jack, don't take it. I mean, listen. I don't blame you for doing the movie. You wanted to like hold on to nostalgic and stuff, but not every movie you make is is, is not every movie star. Some somehow flops. And this is going to be one of them, Jack. Texas says Sandlot is very overrated. Ooh. I disagree with that. 
Sandlot's great. Sandlot's, yeah, that's. I, I, you're gonna have to show your work on that one, Texter. I want an explanation of why you feel that way. The only, I, the only scene that I don't like in the Sandlot, there's only one. It's kind of the Benny chase scene where the cake flips up and like goes all over the guy. It's, it's very like, campy. It's like the only very campy. Yeah. It's like the only time where I was like, even as a kid, where I was like, eh, we didn't need that. Like I, I don't, I don't need like the childhood like '90s humor. It's it's good enough on its own. Besides that, the movie's fantastic. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I agree with you. Of course, the only part that annoys me would be the one that would be historically inaccurate when James Earl Jones like, I played Babe Ruth. I was like, it's a black dude in the major leagues in the 20s? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? what? Jackie Robinson lied to me. Like, where, where did this well, come but he, but he didn't play. He knew him coming up. But he played, okay, he, he I played mean, in the Negro League. But he, he acted like he major. played like with him. He's got pictures of him. and like with, He did. They played like coming they up. They did barnstorming tours yeah. and probably stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Texture says that's the first thing I thought. I remember when I saw that movie, I was like, "Wait a second. He wasn't <laughs> saying that he was on the twenty-seven Yankees. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, he had the whole team sign the ball, though. He, did. he knew him. He was good. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says uh, Sky Clark listed at two hundred thousand dollars. I can see that. <sighs> it seems high, but yeah. it seems. Real, I mean, yeah. You think? <laughs> it's a big investment for a guy that we don't know a whole lot about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes me feel more comforting about it. <laughs> Texas, I guess the latest scuttlebutt is that uh, Luis is committing tomorrow, Mackenzie and Baco over the weekend, and a point guard the staff wants that isn't in the portal yet. Say that? So uh, you said that. I didn't, I didn't catch it for some reason. Says, I guess the latest scuttlebutt is that RJ Luis is committing to us tomorrow. Okay. And Baco over the weekend, and then a point guard that the staff wants who isn't in the portal yet is going to commit to us. That'd be good news. Well, I'd love to know where those sources are coming from. Hey, I hope they're right. I mean, I'm curious what point guard would be in the portal. Like, who knows? Though? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's guys out there. I don't. I, I can't think off the top of my head that I'd probably love to have. I have heard the everybody's doing the whole like Mackenzie and Baco, wink, wink, before the weekend or this, this weekend. But at the same time, like I was getting everybody was doing that two weeks ago, and it just. <laughs> Uh, I've just got no well, faith. They're doing it after he announced, right? I mean, he's been led so astray so many times at this point. Like, I, I, I'm very much an A. I'll believe it when I see it uh, when it comes to this stuff. I've always been that way with recruiting, though. Texas says, after conquering the walking bridge through great exertion, like the salmon of Capistrano, Trevor let out a pungent sound. <laughs> That's good touch. Good for the salmon. Texas, I'm dying at the oh no, no underwear. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what I thought you, like, when you said she made a position change that was, like, embarrassing, I'm picturing Brittany getting out of the car. If that had happened, it would have been way bigger news. You wouldn't have had to have waited for my people up to the day. You'd be trending. I think that that would have been news that would have been, oh, if the Duchess of Cambridge had had, had, had that moment, I think you would have heard about it by now. Uh, Texas, Trevor never told me... Uh, to come get the shirt I want. Oh, um, what? I, what? Oh no! Wait a minute! I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, which I, I think your shirt should be at this. T- I, I've got to. I, I need to text you. It's what it's organizing this is. It's kind of a pain, but I need to text this person the address of the studio so they can come get the shirt. Studio here at Taylorsville. I think it has to be at Taylorsville. I've got the address for it if you need it. I I've got it too. Okay. Texas also uses the address is kind of misleading though. If you use GPS, just well, remember I've got, I've got a phrase that I've got. Every yeah, because the job done. I remember when I did the GPS the first time I went there. I was like, okay, well, where is actually this at? 
Uh, Texas, also, you should still have to watch Shell Howe if Trevor beats a time limit that you all agree on. Ooh. We'll see how important this, this really is to him. I think you should have to watch Shell Howe until I start it when I start walking up the bridge, and you can you have to watch it until I get back. I'm not doing this if I win the bet. <laughs> Why not? It's not the way bets work. I think you understand how bets work. <laughs> Scooch, you should give me my $500 back. It's some sort of game. <laughs> Texas says bleep and Jen. What did Jen do? Bleep and Jen. Texas trivia question uh, of the day: Who scored the first run in Slugger Field? We know that. I was Dion. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I was there. I don't know why it's just kind of like a. Is that like a common sense question? Amongst I think it's kind of more? become yeah. It's just yeah. It's like who? Here's another. I don't know if this how common this one is. This is one I always remember. Who was uh, Nolan Ryan's five thousand strikeout? No, I've got no idea. Ricky Henderson. I guess Still just because it's just Ricky Henderson, it's just always stuck in my mind. I figured it was somebody famous the way you said it. He has to be almost. Yeah, it's not going to be like, yeah, it's not going to be Francisco Cabrera or something. Hey, he's famous. You know, yeah, and why? Because he had the game-winning hit against the, the Yeah, the Pirates. before Sid Bream Sid was Bream. out. Francis, he was not. He's, <laughs> terrible Texas, that OG studio smell is beyond B.O. It's B.B.O. Oh, now, hold on. This Texas, who, who's this Texas talking about? He's never been here. You don't I don't think that. so. It's not. You may live here for all I know. Actually, it just it just smells like you know you've been I've been going toe to toe with a weed eater for like three hours and it's like leaking oil on me. Okay, can you when you when you're referencing something like that in the same room as me, can you be more specific for people? Have you never used a weed eater before? I've I think you have before. We I've literally never used a weed eater, not in the, the general term you're thinking of. Uh, well, <laughs> just. Not the I once William got, Stern. I once got pulled over and, and, and for the second time in the night and got freaked out, so I ate a whole bag of weed. Okay, Willie. <laughs> it was so it sucked so bad because it was like it was dirt, just like stem and seed stuff. I was so mad. You don't have to say these things. <laughs> the best part was was he was searching me and I looked down, I had like an eighth of weed on my shake on my shirt. I'm like wiping my shirt off, trying not to look obvious. <laughs> I was picking that stuff out of my teeth for days. The smell is just very unique. And it just it just my only problem is it attaches yourself to, to clothes. Like I have to wear something that I, I'm not going to wear the rest of the week. I mean, is that, am I is, is am I just not self aware? I mean, I guess I I guess I know what smell you're talking about. It, it does have like an old building, building smell in here. It's that. I mean, it's more like a. But am I just mechanic? Are you, are you just? I mean, maybe it's just. I'm not as sensitive to everything as ever, as you are. Maybe well, TJ agrees. Like he said the same thing. He says his wife always talks about the smell. It's just it's because uh, like the first few times I came here. I would always smell it when I got home, and I'm like, what is that? I'm like, why does it smell like I've just been, like, outside mowing the yard for four hours? And then I find, I'm like, oh, it's it's this place. And so, yeah. Maybe it's because I've not, I haven't mowed a lawn since I was, like, 12. Maybe I don't recognize the smell. Come on, man. <laughs> Texas says, uh, we're the favorite for every point guard before they enter the portal. It does seem to be the case. <laughs> well, we're somewhat a favorite even after they enter well, the now portal. Now that Arkansas has got nine of them, I think we're, we've <laughs> stepped up, and now we're the pre- Favorites. I mean, Arkansas is just now it's taking kids they don't even need just to like screw with us, right? It's like when I used to when when I used they're to gonna play take with Fabio. <laughs> they're gonna be like Basili, get him over here. My buddy still to this day is mad at me for taking like a quarterback in our recruiting of like college football game back in like '98. He's still pissed at me to this day. I took some quarterback he thought it was gonna turn Kentucky into a winner, and he was like my fourth string QB. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Just playing the game. He still reminds me of it. Texas says uh, the trending topic for the Duchess flashing the camera would be Duchess rolls out red carpet. Oh, oh the the drape matches the stop. <laughs> Texas two days. I can't read that one. 
Oh, is it that bad? No, it's, it, yeah, it is. Texas, speaking of the cake scene in the Sandlot, did you ever realize that one of the pastry chefs holding the cake is Richard Jenkins, who is Dale's dad, Richard Doback, and stepbrothers? No? I did not realize that. I thought, wait a minute, I thought, well, wait a minute. Is he talking about the, I haven't seen stepbrothers. I'm picturing the dad, the balding guy. That's not, is that the one he's talking about? The one's yes. Kinda, he's also in, like, Say It Ain't So. Also, he's in that movie, too. I, know. I don't know what that is. It's a pretty decent comedy with Heather Graham and Chris Owens in it. Okay. He, he, they, they think they find their soulmates, and he's adopted, and it turns out that it's actually his sister. Ooh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's actually got some funny parts. Check it out. Uh, text says, trust me, you'll both be wearing gold-plated diapers if you heed my advice in the prior text. What was that? Oh, the Bobby. He wants us to do the Bobby Mickey Mouse voice in that. No. no. <laughs> Never question Bruce Dickinson. Uh, Texas says, does Trevor brush his teeth? Uh, mouthwash. You don't brush? Not really. My guns are too sensitive. Oh. That sucks. It does. Yeah. I, I use, uh, I use a, uh, uh, the, uh, the mint, not the mint, but like the peppermint uh, mouthwash. Colgate. Texas says, clarifier on my OG studio smell is beyond BO. It's BBO. This was in regards to its ability to attach itself, just like the smell attached itself to Jerry's car. Oh, it's a Seinfeld <laughs> reference. B.O. episode. Yeah. Texas says, shocking that the guy who has never picked up the dog poop in his yard can't recognize a bad studio smell. <laughs> I mean, I can smell. I mean, <laughs> it's a good time. For the record, I mean, I, I know what you're talking <laughs> Uh That is his name, Richard Jenkins. I know that I, I, got, I can smell when I come in here, like the smell that you get from here. But to me, it just smells like an old building. I think that's the smell that you that is like annoy you, and maybe I just I'm not as sensitive to smells. Like I smell smell, I smell stuff, but it just doesn't bother me. Yeah, maybe. Texas, it's becoming obvious that the smell is TK. Not all me. It's not. <laughs> I know what your smell is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be thanking you or throwing something at you right now. Texas says, "Are your gums sensitive because you never brush your teeth?" Oh, yeah, I bet I'm, I, I neglected my teeth for so long. Yeah, no, I'm not him. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I'm not one. Am I gonna hide behind it? Yeah, there's, there's nothing literally to hide behind almost. Uh, I'm, I've got a couple teeth missing, so I've had, had them pulled because they were just very painful. And, and when I try to, when I, I do, I have tried to brush my teeth, it just makes my gums hurt real bad. So I just use mouthwash before I go to bed. Texas TK missed the Seinfeld reference. It's time to put the leaves aside. <laughs> I don't think this is, I thought that was the one you didn't read. No. Oh, my bad. I'm a, I did just miss it. I apologize, Texter. Texas, Trevor, you got a brush. Your gums will get tougher. You need to floss too. Gingivitis can cause major problems. Yeah, thank it's you. It's been your dental advice segment of today's Ramsey and Rutherford. I said Rome said Ramsey and Rutherford show. Neither dentist just looks at me and goes, we got to pull those two and those two. Nurse, call my wife. We're going to put Johnny through college today. <laughs> That's usually what I get. Texas, who do you all think wins the uh, Dirty River Derby tomorrow evening? It's back. What? What is that? Derby? Dirty what? It's the rivalry between uh, Loose City and Cincinnati FC. Oh, is that what it was called? Uh, FC Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. the rivalry that we had. They're playing. It's the third round of the U.S. Open Cup. We're playing them tomorrow in Cincy. I think it's on It's on TV. It's like Fox Sports Soccer. So it's one of those. Most Loose City games were on TV anyway. Well, locally, okay, but like this, you know, these are we're talking national TV, a U.S. Open Cup. A lot, like if you advance further and further in the tournament, you start getting games that are on ESPN. 
but this one, it's a nice resumption of a rivalry. You know, they made the move to the MLS. We, Stole our spot. They did. Uh, but it, the big thing that helped them was their deep run in the U.S. Open Cup that year um, where they made it all the way to, I think, the finals. But we played them in the USL. We were the fiercest rivalry from 2016 to 2018. We still do hold the edge in league games, 4-3 yeah, and 2 record. Boy. So suck on that. that we uh, we've played. This will be the third time that we've played them in the U.S. Open Cup, though. And they've beaten us, beaten us both times. They beat us in the third round in 2017 when they made their deep run. And they made it. They beat us in the fourth round in 2019. So uh, let's go ahead and we need, to, we need to change that tomorrow. But we're playing up there in Cincinnati tomorrow. Uh, should be a, a fun, festive atmosphere. And hopefully we can win and advance to the fourth round. Let's get it done. Suck at FC Cincinnati. Cincinnati FC, whatever you are. Who cares? Get out of here. Get out of my face. Uh, I had to sneeze there. Right. I wanted to talk trash about Cincinnati because I hate them. I mean, there's 30, TQL Stadium. 30s are chilly. Uh, which holds 25,000 plus people. That's a big I didn't realize it held that many. Nobody's showing up their game. Someone likes them. They're a bunch of. Uh, 7 p.m. is the kickoff tomorrow night, and then the, the broadcast coverage will be on the Bleacher Report Football's YouTube channel. That's what it is. Cool. That's where you can watch. Let's get it done. All right, we got a, an hour left. We're going to talk uh, in the next hour. I do want to get into this this Will Levis crazy buzz that's out there. Uh, I want, definitely want to pick Trevor's brain about that. He's a draft guru. He also does not think highly of Will Levis, so we'll get his thoughts there. Not really. And then we'll hear more from you guys at 502-414-1450. And, again, we'll, we'll get you ready for tonight's baseball game, too, uh, between the Cardinal 9 and the Batcats coming your way at 7 p.m. from Lexington. Hour number three is on the way next. Keep it locked right here on 1450, the Big X. Tonight against Kentucky, seven o'clock first pitch in Lexington is the battle for the Bluegrass. I know they they were trying to to make up the initial game that was canceled two weeks ago after the shooting downtown, uh, but I don't know if that like my hunch is that this is going to be the only time these two teams wind up playing this year. I was going to ask you guys, like, this is I didn't know if that was this the original schedule or the or make it. I wasn't this sure. is originally scheduled because they okay. usually play twice every year. They play yeah. one game in Louisville, one in Lex. And um, this was, you know, last year they only played once, too, because the first game got rained out. Uh, Louisville won the the second game 4-2, to and that wound up being the only time they were able to play. Um, so my hunch is, you know, with schedules being pretty fixed at this point in the season, like, this is probably going to be the only time we see these two teams play, which means Louisville will be going for its 14th win in 17 tries against the Batcats. Nick Mingione has been pretty thoroughly dominated by Dan McDonald, and this is probably the first time in a long time where – UK, 
I would assume goes into this game as the favorite. Louisville has struggled with midweek games this season, especially recently. Uh, they've struggled recently overall. Kentucky's now the higher-ranked team. I know that they're playing. You know, they're down a little bit, too. They had a rough weekend in SEC play as well. But Louisville swept by Duke. Uh, they're talking about not potentially making the NCAA tournament. They Both teams need this win, but I think Louisville needs it maybe just a little bit more for, for morale's sake. But it's a it'll be a big-time atmosphere. It always is um, when these two teams get together. And again, you can hear the action on 970 WGTK, or you can watch it on the SEC Network. I assume like the out-of-conference out midweek games are pretty probably hard to reschedule. Yeah, I mean, especially the conference, when... conference, they'll, they'll go out of their way to do, I would assume. But Yeah, I, I don't know if they did, because we ended up playing Bellarmine that week, too, so it's not like we lost a game. Yeah, exactly. We just, you know, we, we ended up replacing them. So like, in, unless they're going to double up or unless somebody has to cancel for some reason... Like if you had a, I think the only way you could play that game is if it got rained out on Tuesday. You, you had a game scheduled against. I don't think they play. I don't think they play Indiana again this year. But if you did, whoever they have, and got rained out on Tuesday, and were able to play UK the next day on Wednesday, that could happen. But my my hunch is that we're probably only going to see these two teams play tomorrow night. Tonight, we, I mean, we usually only play Indiana once, though, right? Aren't they normally a one time a year? We've played them twice a couple of times. Have we? But I, I, I think that in most years, yeah, we've gone. Since Lamona's left, I think we've gone again, played them typically one time. Where did he go? Mississippi State won a national title last year. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, he took it because he took That's over huge. for the guy that left UK and went to Mississippi State. Right. Um, I forget his name. He became the AD there. He's uh, he's killing it, and uh, now the state of Mississippi is kind of running college baseball at least the last two years. Um, uh, That's not my bone. I mean, the state's last and everything else in common sense America. Well. We didn't let their women's <laughs> basketball team in the Elite Eight. So. I mean, it's Mississippi. I, uh, listen, I, my aunt lived in baseball Mississippi for years. My cousin, my uh, her oldest son was born there. I, I spent I went down to Mississippi many a times. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> When's the last time you were in Mississippi? Um, I want to say 19, maybe 90, oh 91, 92. So probably a lot's changed since then. A lot's changed. Really, they get pavement down. It's all different now. Yeah, they've got pavement down. The Piggly Wiggly has working lights now. Education is thriving. Really, <laughs> thriving, you say? Uh, you know, a Manning brother came through the program. I mean, since then we've had two Mannings actually. <laughs> They're doing well. They're having a great time. One left and went to Tennessee. I mean, how bad are you that you chose Tennessee over Mississippi? I love that I saw. <laughs> speaking of the Mannings, I saw that there was a the message board genius account on Twitter. Had a thread up on on Texas. Like, is it too early to call Arch Manning a bust? Like, they, they were like, you just, he didn't look he good. Spring game. He didn't look good in the spring game, apparently, for a little bit. I, was like, I, I have not seen a lot of people say he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks come out of high school. Oh, you you have seen that? I have seen that said because a lot of and their argument to it, the ones that do claim it are that his numbers weren't exactly like you know mind blowing in high school, and they played you know on like one of those prep teams that did not like actually play a really hard schedule. Yeah, competition was 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 low. Yes, sure. so I mean, I, I mean, I, does that mean he's going to suck? No, and that doesn't mean it at all. We've seen how many times we've seen a guy put up numbers that would blow your mind in high school and be an awful college quarterback. Right. I mean, so I mean, but I, I get I get where the, the the negative debate comes from, but we'll we'll find out. The, the the cream will rise to the top or will float to the bottom. Uh, Louisville baseball's non-conference schedule remaining, by the way. Kentucky tonight, Bellarmine next week, Vandy, the annual barrel game uh, in two weeks, and then NKU will be I mean, the last game before they play. No offense, but can't we, since we played Bellarmine to replace the, you can't we just bump Bellarmine now and yeah, play? I kind of like to, but that's I mean, probably not fair to them. <laughs> Bellarmine's playing Tennessee tonight. 
<laughs> it's not good for Bellarmine either. <laughs> Never know. Might be bad news for. Isn't Tennessee, Tennessee really good? They usually are. Yeah, I mean, they they are again. But I mean, I know they were awesome last year before Notre Dame beat them. Yeah, they're good. I mean, the whole SEC is is good, no. but they're about to get knighted tonight. <laughs> um, so cheesy. Do you like that? No. Enjoy the nightlife. <laughs> You, you think a player does that? He dunks on a guy. He's like, "You just got knighted." You just got knighted. <laughs> uh, Tennessee is not as good as they were last year. But well, that's hard to match. Though. They are ranked at the bottom end of the top twenty-five. They're number twenty-four in the D1Baseball.com rankings. We, uh, for comparison's sake, are number twenty-one, and Kentucky is number fifteen. So, yeah, in fairness, Tennessee weren't, weren't they had something? They had like a record year last year where they got choked in the playoffs. They choked, yeah. Yeah, I think they did. They, yeah, they did beat everybody in the SEC by like twenty runs every game or something. The greatest team in college baseball history. Yeah, it was. All, that's all you conference. heard. Yeah, it was how awesome that offense is, and they can't be stopped, and they can't be slowed down. And I did like that. There's there, there's so little that we as a country can agree on anymore, and everybody outside of Knoxville collectively agreed that we hated this team. <laughs> yeah, and we're so happy that they got knocked out of the uh, the uh, the super regionals by Notre Dame. That was that was a great unifying moment for this country. Yeah, that, I think that was one thing we could all agree on. Uh, speaking of, of things that at least we... Oh, John Maloney's trend, trending. Maloney? Maloney, yeah. That's your boy. He's especially new specials out today. Uh, oh, is that what it of, is? Of okay. things that we can potentially agree on, at least here on this show and for, with most people listening, the Will Levis stuff that's happening right now... <laughs> this is great. Is, it's insane. And I don't know if it's... So have you seen the Reddit stuff about, I, I haven't, about I know, this? I know of it. I haven't actually read read it. Not, no, nice. you know, yeah, I wasn't actually trying to do that, but... So the, the, yesterday what happened, the Will Levis odds to be taken second overall, like shot down out of nowhere. They went from, I think, like 80 to 1 to 20 to 1 to 10 to 1 yeah. out of nowhere. And then today, the odds that he's going to go number one overall shot way down from out of nowhere to, to the point where I think he's like the betting favorite on some sites to go. Right, I, think I think he's as low as like 4 or 5 to 1, yeah. And there's... I don't know if this is where it stemmed from, but there's a guy on Reddit yeah. who's in these threads who's like, I'm a family friend of the Levises, and Will has told them it's done. Carolina's taking him number one overall. Well, it, And he's kind of backing up like who he is. He's shown like, he's, he's, I don't know how he's done it, but he's kind of proven his identity. But he's out there basically just saying like, it's done. Will Levis, And he is, I don't know if he's single-handedly done this or if people have their own moles or their own sources, but... He definitely got this thing jump started. Like he's single handedly shifted Vegas like in an entirely new direction to the point where everybody is like, "Yeah, Will Levis is probably going to go number one overall." Well, you know, it's funny because that's that's kind of where how it started with Bryce Young as well. Like the rumors came out that you know Bryce was telling some people close to Bryce Young were telling them that you know he's he's not going to do these trips because Carolina's pretty much promised him he'll be number one. And so, like you saw Bryce Young's like status just a couple weeks ago or last week. Jump up to like three to one, two to one, and you uh, saw Stroud drop completely down. That's when you saw Levis where he was. Uh, I just, I don't know what Carolina's going to do. I, I still, honestly, to me, I still think they take. I think they're going to take Stroud, not Young or Levis. Um, if you, if I'm Carolina, I would take Stroud. I'm not really big on this whole draft class to begin with. I've compared this this draft to like the 2012 draft, where you had like Cam Newton was decent. I mean, I know he went to the Super Bowl, but I mean, he was. He, Couple good years, and kind of faded away quicker than he should be as a number one pick. And I think that's kind of what you'll get with Stroud, and then the rest of them. I think you're going to get your Blaine Gabbert's, Jake Lockers, and 
Christian Ponders that were all busts in the top 12. So you're not buying the Reddit guy? I'm not buying it. Not buying it no. I do love this line in this piece that was written uh, on SB Nation. It says, Josh Norris of Underdog Fantasy noticed that along with uh, you sale agreeables, 2834's bold proclamation that Levis was going number one, he also spent time overnight on the Mark My Words forum informing people that Barry Keoghan was being replaced as the Joker in the next Batman movie. It's incredible to have intimate knowledge of both NFL draft secrets and Hollywood casting, but random folks on Reddit have this follow. So this guy is basically just a BSer, is, is what we're kind of... Probably. But he's he single-handedly swung the betting market. People flush their money down the toilet to bet on Will Levis because of some bleep poster on Reddit. I think it's just because there is no definitive leader... Coming out of the out of anybody in the Carolina camp, that people are just grasping at straws and and and, and bland faith and hoping that they're hearing something and they're going to get a get the hint. So things it, it seems like things have stabilized. Watching like draft Anthony Richardson or something. It'd be hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it, it seems like the market is kind of stabilized here now. DraftKings currently has Bryce Young as the runaway favorite at minus one thousand and Levis at second at plus five hundred. Uh, but they had to. They said that. They're like the 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 line didn't get shifted because of a few large bets, which happens every now and then. It was basically like a lot of people making a small wager, which makes sense. If you get this tip, like who cares if you lose ten bucks? Like you you know you can make a ton of money, you know, if that tip winds up being correct, given Levis's odds at the beginning of the day. So that kind of makes sense. But it seems like things have settled down, and now everybody's sort of realizing that this was just a, a random dude on Reddit, probably just making stuff up. Who would you take? I would take Bryce Young. I feel like he's the, but like I wouldn't feel great about it. Like, I feel like he's the safest bet, but I, I mean, I, I wouldn't take Will Levis. No, I definitely wouldn't take Levis. I mean, I, and I wouldn't. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not big on Bryce Young. I'm just, I mean, you can say it's maybe I have a, a, a fiction towards short quarterbacks, and I kind of do. And I just don't I mean he's, he's, he's by far the lightest quarterback that could ever be drafted, like in the top twenty. I think. I just don't know if he can. Yeah, I just, he's small for sure. I just I, and to Stroud. I don't, again, I'm not even big on Rolly. I don't think Richardson's going to be any great. I don't think Stroud's going to be anything that that's going to like blow the doors off the Hall of Fame. I think he would be the. I think he'll be decent, but just decent and to be a top ten pick. I think like that 2011 draft or Cam draft. I think it was 11. It might have been 12. Um, you're going to get like a, that draft. Just kind of look back on like, oh man, look at these quarterback busts. I can see that. But like, hidden in that, I think is what you'll get from this draft is guys like. You know, in that draft, you also got Julio Jones and AJ Green. You got JJ Watt and Von Miller. I mean, you had some really good kind. Of, and I think this draft, you're going to see. I think there is some good wide receivers. I think there's a, a buttload of running backs, which is one reason why the Eagles aren't looking at Derrick Henry anymore. And I think there's, I think there's some decent linemen, and offense and defensive side of the ball. That just don't get the headline. This is not as sexy as when the quarterbacks are good. We just need the Lions to, to nail the number six pick. That's what we need. I mean, they're talking about him. I'm taking a wide receiver now because of Jamison Williams' issues. I know. I don't think they're going to. I would be dumb. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen. I mean, they have the 18th pick. Maybe there I could see him looking at something. That's but kind of, yeah. They're talking about the Ohio State dude, uh, the three-named guy, who I do like. I think he's really good. Uh, I'm trying to get this. Again, the internet's not working here. I'm trying to get this loaded. Since talking about quarterbacks. Uh, NFL.com, Tom Pesarello, Tom Pelissero. I've interviewed him. He ranked the his – Top quarterbacks in the class, all the way down to like number forty. Uh, he's got Bryce Young at number one. He's got um, CJ Stroud at two. He does have Anthony Richardson from Florida at three. He's got Will Levis down at four. He's got Malik Cunningham 
at 15 and sees him as a, a, a seventh round pick. Um, I thought the quotes though on his ride up were were interesting. So he quotes, you know, in all these, he basically quotes like anonymous coaches. And one of the, the quotes was, he's a quarterback for a very specific offense, an AFC quarterback's coach said, uh, before alluding to Lamar Jackson's NFL journey. It's cheap and easy comparison because he's from Louisville and he's a good athlete, but it's real. He would have to be in a Baltimore-style offense that really hi- highlights the quarterback run game and doesn't ask him to do much as a pocket passer. He can do stuff, some stuff throwing. He's just inconsistent. To that point, Another coach <laughs> went far more into that point and said this, I just don't think he's a very good quarterback, just from a touch-timing accuracy standpoint. There's times he can get streaky in games and complete six or eight in a row, and there's times where there's six or eight passes in a row where you're just like, literally, what the F are you doing? It's just such a roller coaster. I, I didn't write that, I promise. He says the actual F word in the quote, which is, is very funny. I believe it. They also, in this, they, they talk about how Apparently, Malik has been very open. Like, like he's willing to play whatever role anybody wants him to play. Like, okay. you remember Lamar? And, and I know that Lamar and Malik's situations were vastly different, but Lamar was very much like, I'm a quarterback. I'm not trying to play in any other position. Malik has apparently been talking to people, and he's like, I'll play receiver. I'll do the Taysom Mill hybrid role. Like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So it's just like he's doing what the guy I compared him to in college, uh, 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 the Indiana kid that you said was way off. In the Oh, yeah, he was way better. I mean, you're, t- you're talking about – um, the guy who played for like a billion years. Yeah, but switched to receiver, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, I mean, that's... I, Elamine or whatever. Who was that? What, what, what was his name? Became that was part. driving me crazy. It was, it was L something, right? Yeah, he played for the Steelers forever. He was like yeah. the only reason to watch... Uh, Antoine Randall. Antoine Randall, yeah. Yeah, I think I still think that that's... If Malik can have an Antoine Randall career, more power too. I don't think he will. I just but, don't know, see it I don't happening. think he's as good an athlete as Antoine Randall. No, I don't think, it, I don't think it's, it's close. Um... He, but he's he said he's open to that process. Um, NFC executive says he's a stud of a kid. I just don't see quarterback out of him. I think he's a receiver. And the kid also said that he would do that and go through the process. So we'll see. I mean, Malik would love to see him get drafted. My guess is that he doesn't get drafted I and he winds up signing an undrafted. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of talk that Carolina could actually bring him in as a like a another free agent. For some reason, they seem to really like him, but he is. He's the 15th best quarterback in this class, one spot behind Max Dugan, the star from TCU. Which is here's the here's the problem that when you hear me say it, it's like, oh, he's the 15th best. I don't know if you can find a draft in the last 60 years that had more than like six quarterbacks taken. Really? I mean, you don't get that many. I mean, no, they. I mean, you get a few late, but I, there's no way you had a draft where anywhere nobody near the 15th rated quarterback was taken, or at least there was 15 quarterbacks taken. Interesting. I, I mean, again, I could be wrong. I would say, I would like to, I would, if I had to make an educated guess, or in this case, uneducated for the most part, uh, and l- since in the last 40 years, I'd say the most quarterbacks taken in one draft would maybe be six, seven, maybe. You're totally wrong. I just looked that up. There it, were nine taken last nine? year. Nine? Oh, wasn't that There far? were 10 taken the year before. There okay. were 13 taken the year before that. Wow. 11, 13, 14, oh. 15 in 2016. Uh, seven in 2015, 14 in 2014. Are they that unforgettable near the end of the draft that I didn't remember them? Let's see. Who was the – in the year that there were 15 taken, uh, the last – Brandon Dowdy from Western Kentucky was the <laughs> last player taken. He went to the Dolphins. Seventh round to the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then Jared Goff was the first one taken. There you go. <laughs> Lots of quarterbacks taken. Ah, but who was taken second in that draft? I don't know. The man who won a Super Bowl, Carson Wentz, baby. In 2004, there were 17 quarterbacks taken. What's it really? The last one taken, another name that we know, Bradley Van Pelt from Colorado State. 
In 2003, there were 13 taken, including Davey Ragone, fifth round. He was the fifth quarterback taken. Ragone was the third fifth rounder? Round. I'll say he's the third round. Houston, yeah. Fifth quarterback taken, third round. I knew the round he went. Yeah, because he Carson uh, Chris Palmer was the coach, which is I think the only reason why for some reason he thinks Chris Palmer's a good coach. Sixteen quarterbacks taken in two thousand two. Wow. I, so you said you thought six I, was the I was, most. I did. Yeah. There wow. actually has not been a draft with six or less. Looks like ever. I I told you it was an educated guess. In nineteen ninety, there were twenty quarterbacks taken <laughs> in the draft. That was. <laughs> and yet none of them were as bad as Jeff George, who went number taking one. number one overall. Yeah. Andre Ware, was, he actually was the yeah. Andre Ware was the second quarterback taken. You want to know the crazy thing about that draft? The 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 draft number one pick was owned by Atlanta, but Atlanta actually didn't have the number. They had the second worst record. The number one pick was Dallas's, but they had forfeited it in the supplemental draft the year before to take Steve Walsh. Talk about a miss and swing and Jeez. miss on that one. In the. Atlanta would end up trading the pick to Indianapolis for multiple picks, including Andre Risen. In the fifth round of that draft, Craig Cup from Pacific Lutheran was drafted. Do you think he's in relation to Cooper Cup? Uh, might be. Now, 1990, you also had uh, thir- 14 rounds, didn't you? Uh, probably. Yeah, they didn't go to seven rounds until the early 90s. Uh, 12 rounds. Was like it 12? Okay. Yeah. Reggie, right. Reggie Slack was the last quarterback taken. Reggie Slack, twelfth round from Auburn. Okay, now see, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be uh, scolded for that one because that's five extra rounds when I was doing the match. I, I forgot about that. I should have taken that into consideration when I made my statements. I mean, that doesn't really help you, Trent. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter <laughs> because even in the last several years, you've mentioned it, and those were all seven round drafts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to like get a little like you know lipstick on a pig here. A he is bit. the son of Craig Cup, Cooper Cup's dad. <laughs> was taken in the, the the twenty quarterback draft of nineteen ninety. I mean, when you see it as cupp from that area, you you gotta assume, right? I mean, if you were also like, how did his kid not get more of a like hype coming out of high school? If he was like, well, he went to Pacific Lutheran, but he was a draft pick, he was clearly good. Like maybe Cooper Cup should have been recruited a little bit more heavily. It's crazy thing is Cup was was drafted high out of Eastern Washington. Both starting wide receivers on that team are at played in the NFL. Kendrick Bourne was his teammate. That's right. I think you've told me that. Before. And that's he's a de- I mean, he's not whole great, but he's he's a decent, solid NFL wide receiver. God, now I'm just looking at some of these quarterbacks. I'm doing a youth thing where like, I'm. Like, I wonder who the quarterback was for that team. They couldn't. Have, how did he not get drafted when you had two NFL legitimate court wide receivers in Eastern Washington with just you? Lock. I'm like, oh yeah, Tommy Stevens from Mississippi State a couple of years ago. <laughs> I completely forgot about this. They're probably that name too. I mean, Chad Kelly. Remember Chad Kelly? Oh, Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly's still in the NFL, isn't he? Remember Bad Chad? Ole Miss, right? Yeah, flipped out. Yeah. He started at Clemson, flipped out during the spring game, like threw like threw his like the ball at like one of his assistant coaches. That's the guy who went to Ole Miss, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still in the NFL, I think. Is he really? I think he's still like a, a I journeyman. Lost money on that because now was... he may he may not be. I could swear he was on a roster last year, like a third string though. Uh, he plays for the Toronto Argonauts. Okay, so that was. Yeah, maybe he didn't make the roster because he was on. He was famous because the first year they did that Last Chance U show, he had just come out of that school where he was rehabbing his image after Clemson went so poorly. He went to East Mississippi Community College and then went to Ole Miss after that and like got better. Yeah, he played. He's played for the Colts. It looks like yeah, it looks like twenty 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 twenty, and then now he's on the Argonauts. He did stay in the league for five years though. He's a great three cup, years. He's a great Cup champion on one of the many Argonaut teams. <laughs> Look, Toronto's a championship friend, uh, city now. Leafs are back. Blue Jays are killing it. Fourth place in the in the division. And Chad Kelly is his uncle's himself. Jim Kelly. I didn't know that. Kelly was born in, in to to a name I cannot pronounce to his mother and Kevin Kelly, a supermarket manager 
and younger brother of Pro Hall of Famer Jim Kelly. Why is Jim Kelly's little brother managing a supermarket? <laughs> it's doing the Boy Meets World dad thing. I mean, what the hell, man? Seriously? Your little bro is working in a supermarket? Props to him. I mean, Jim, dude. Okay. I know you've had some bad luck with, with, with health stuff you came through, and I'm glad, but I mean, don't put your family in a supermarket. You build better karma, man. Maybe he liked it. <laughs> Maybe like just he's like being a working man. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to live off the Kelly name. Maybe that's true. <laughs> Maybe that's exactly what's happening here. That still does baffle me, though. It's like <laughs> it is strange. Um, uh, recruiting note that that I meant to get to last hour and I forgot about. Uh, Rivals is this is where we've gotten to with recruiting rankings and stuff. Rivals is slowly leaking their final rankings for the boys basketball class of 2023. Um, they're going to publish their full top 100 at some point later this week, but they today announced their top 20 and, and they had um, little profiles of all of them. Dennis Evans. And this is, I mean, he's a guy who's all over the place in these recruiting rankings. We mentioned in the final rankings from, I think 24 seven sports, he's like 56. They dropped him low. Rivals has him as a five star and the number 13 player in this class. Okay. And Rob Cassidy had this to say about him. He said, Dennis Evans, who is headed to Louisville, is one of the perimeter rim protectors in the country. His offensive game is still developing. The seven foot one center moves fluidly, however, and has the athleticism and tools to become a dominant force on the college level. And if you're wondering about McKenzie and Baco, uh, he is number eight in this top 20. So, like, that's, I mean, you already had Kenny Payne saying Dennis Evans is going to be one of the best players in all of college basketball, which is, is high praise. Um, and this, Kind of backing that up a little bit. Is DJ still like one or two or whatever? The kid is going. Isaiah Collier is number one in these rankings too. The kid is going to USC. Um, I don't even remember that name. I think where did that name come from? From the top of the from, recruiting rankings, his mama gave him that name. <laughs> he was number. He he jumped to number one in the twenty four seven sports rankings that we talked about okay. a week or two ago. Uh, he's number one in these as well. Um, Aaron Bradshaw from Kentucky is two. Okay. Uh, Justin Edwards from Kentucky is three. The Bazellus kid who's going to the G League is four. Ronald Holland who's going to Texas is five. I think he was number two in the 24-7 sports rankings. And then DJ Wagner is six. Okay. Cody Williams going to Colorado is seven. Mackenzie Mbaco, hopefully going to Louisville, is eight. Stephon Castle who's going to UConn is nine. And then Omaha Bill Yu, who's going to Iowa State is ten. Wait, what's his name? Omaha Bill Yu. Omaha Bill Yu? Omaha Bill Yu. Like Omaha's gonna bill you exactly, b i l l or b i l i e w. There should be like a restriction on letting people name their kids while the, the mom's still on like pregnancy drugs. Just call him Omaha. I mean, that's what's his name? Lasagna. Omaha. <laughs> uh, the other the Jerry McCain kid that we were recruiting who ended up going to Duke is number eleven. For all those wondering, everybody out there. I was curious. Just just dying to know. I'm more wondering about who Omaha Omaha's parents. <laughs> we got to find out more information about Omaha Bill you. And where's he going to Texas? Uh, he is going to Iowa State. <laughs> I mean, didn't he really? <laughs> why, are you... why is that so funny? I don't know. Kansas, maybe? <laughs> Creighton would be the obvious choice. You would say, yeah. But look, Omaha does what Omaha's going to do. And Omaha's going to Iowa State to play in the Big 12. For the I just Googled game. Omaha Bill U. <laughs> B-I-L-L-Y-O-U. It probably comes up, doesn't it? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like some sort of LG&E it's service. The Omaha Public Public Power District. <laughs> Standard residential. Bill. Oh, here it is. A Zag blog article is number three. There you go. Top five. Sub- oh, that's how you spell it. <laughs> I, sp- I literally spelled it for you like 10 seconds ago. 
Well, you know, I guess I'm like 10 second Tom over here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, he's 50 first dates. No, I don't know. The guy, he, he forgets everything after 10 seconds. Uh, it, it's been, I, I saw that movie in college. I don't really remember much about it. Well, the girl I went out with my longest relationship, that was our technically literally our first date. Was fit seeing 50 first dates? On Valentine's Day, yeah. That's, yeah. Clearly went well. Oh, he's from Iowa. Okay. Omaha Philly. Just like TJ uh, Otzelberger a lot. I mean, we've got we've got a guy named Dallas playing for Philly. True. This is true. And he was named after the city. Uh, then again, I always think I always figured he was named kind of like the movie Four Christmases. The underrated Christmas comedy where they find out all the kids are named after where they were conceived. <laughs> There's Detroit, Dallas, and Orlando. <laughs> were the kids' names? <laughs> all right, we got to go to break. When we come back, I will take some text from you guys on the Thornton Stocks line at 502 414 We'll look ahead to the night ahead in sports, uh, including Louisville versus Kentucky in baseball. Make some predictions. Yeah. Wrap it up the show next here on 1450 and 961. The All right, final segment here, the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Here on the Big X. Reminder that Big X golf cards still available. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com. Click on that link. Fire up that bad boy. It's going to be. It's going to allow you to play six of the best courses in this area for just $25 a round. We're talking Old Capital. We're talking Elk Run. We're talking Valley View, Wooded View, and Park Mammoth, which was recently voted the number three best new course in America by Golf Digest. Again, you can play all those great courses for just $25 a round. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. Supply is limited. We're only selling these until they sell out. When that's done, boom, you're done. You're bleep out of luck. You can't play this. You're going to have to pay top dollar to play these courses. They're going to laugh at you when you walk in there and say, I had a chance to play it for $25. Here's my $75 on the card. It's going to be a humbling experience for you. Card members are going to drive on their cart laughing at you. Chicks on both arms. Cracking beers. Yeah. Do you see that? <laughs> speaking of beers. They're all going to laugh at you. A, I guess a place in France, they have very strict rules about what does and does not qualify as champagne. And they really they that. destroyed a bunch of, be- of, of Miller High Life's. Because they actively refer to themselves as the, the champagne, champagne of beers. Of beer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seems a little bit unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know why you just gave me you hear a random story. Of It'll be very course. short. So I had a roommate one time, uh, and he loved Miller High Life. Like, yeah, he, I'm, I kid you not, this guy would buy a case like every night after work, and I like, pretty much drink a case of beer by himself. Um, excessive. Say what? That's excessive. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not along with the other, you know, things that we were doing in the house. But I never drink. I was never forgetting. 
So these a couple of girls, they were kind of cute, moved in like two, two, three houses down from us. This is when I lived in Auburn, actually. And I'm over there, you know, I'm over there spitting the game, pl- you know, get, get, pl- playing the game, doing, doing what I do. And I, my buddy's kind of over there with me, and he's single too as well. I'm just kind of like, you know, hey, you know, y'all want to come over and hang out? We got some beers, you know, let's go. I'm like a little dicky. I'm freaky. Friday. I got a little bit of weed. Got to, you know, just did the sheets type thing. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah. And they, they did come over and hang out for a little bit. But we're walking back before they came over. My buddy looked at me and goes, dude, that makes a 12-pack a 10-pack. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're never getting laid. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> the wrong attitude to have. I've told that story. All my friends are like, you made a 12-pack a 10-pack. It's a terrible, terrible, what a horrible terrible person. Yeah. Like, what do you, well, I'm sorry you wanted to drink alone and, like, you don't have enough to, like, to lube your tears for masturbation night now? What, what, I'm sorry I've ruined your plans. It's a very sad statement. <laughs> Extremely sad. Worst part is, no, we neither of us did get laid that night, though, either. Well, it can't happen unless you try. And that 12 pack became more like a six pack because I had a few until today. <laughs> I don't think he was happy. My buddy Mud just texted in, what a terrible story, Trevor. Oh, is that <laughs> is <it> depressing or just? <laughs> Both. Uh, we got about uh, 20 minutes to the left here in the show. If you want to get your thoughts in on the Thornton sex line, now's the time to do so. 502-414-1450. Uh, we're recapping here. A lot of stuff from last hour. Texas TK can't smell the smell in the studio because of all the cigarettes. I thought he was going to give me a Leonard Skinner reference. Ooh, Ooh that smell. Can't you smell that smell? <laughs> Texas says, 9 out of 10 dentists say that talking in a Bobby voice helps gum disease, especially when <laughs> accompanied by a Mickey Mouse voice uh, in the portal intro, but apparently Mike doesn't care about your health. Sincerely, B. Dickinson. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew you didn't care about my health. I, I, I care a lot. If you cared about my health, you wouldn't make me walk across a bridge. I'm making you walk across the bridge because I care about your health. Yeah, you want me just in my health, in your misery right now. I'm not even making the avalanche or trying to make you do it. It may not even happen. Oh, yeah. Blame the Avalanche. It's a 2 2 series. Blame Colorado, just like everyone else does. Leeds Legal are where I blame Colorado. You can walk 1.41 miles. You can do it, I believe. And you can watch Shao How. I, I don't want to. I don't want to either. Shao How's not going to help me in any way. <laughs> really? You don't know that. I do. Maybe it could change your life for the better. Texas Arch Manning's five TDs versus Bishop Sycamore was very impressive. Was Bishop Sycamore good? I don't know. No, that was that fake school, remember? Oh, yeah. That was that's the name of the band. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, Scoots texted in. Oh, God, Scoots. What does he have to say? He said, if Levis goes number one, we may never uh, not hear from Nick Roush again. The dude can retire with all the Levis bets that he has. Is Roush big on Levis going number one overall? He's just, he's, Roush is just a giant UK football homer. Well, I know that. Yeah. But apparently, I guess he's been placing a lot of future wagers on Levis going number one. He could. I, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, then again, I mean, if that if that happens, I mean, you can brag, but then you're like, you're UK and you have two of the biggest busts ever go number one. It's always a risk. You'd rather be, if they're going to be a bust, just go ahead and let them be a number two, number three pick. Yeah, because if you're a bust at like two or three, like you're not remembered like, I mean, unless you're like, like Ryan Leaf level. I mean, most people don't remember the uh, – people also forget they actually traded up to get Ryan Leaf. People remember Ryan Leaf because he was dueling with Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning ended up being such a – he seemed like such a – The way he imploded, no too. And he ended up becoming like as good as everybody thought he was going to be. Like, but, I think that's why Leaf well, stands out a little bit. Ryan's impl- – the way he imploded nationally as sure. well didn't help. Sure, and he, he does he's, – he's like a radio guy on XM Radio, and he's awful, by the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll never forget someone called in the show, show one time and was like, this truck driver was like, hey, Ryan, I remember you when you went to Cowboys. What happened, man? And Riley's just like, yeah, got a lot of drugs, married a woman named Cher, wouldn't recommend either. <laughs> Texas says Cam Newton is a Hall of Famer, Trevor, and the Panthers are definitely taking Young. Okay. Cam Newton's not making any Hall of Fame. I bet he does. I'd bet I've, I've $10 says he doesn't. You don't think Cam Newton's going to be a Hall an no. MVP and a Super Bowl champion is going to be a Hall of Fame? First of all, he wasn't a Super Bowl champion. Well, it was MVP. Was he an MVP? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, they went 15-1 that year. They wasn't all because of him, but, I mean, you know, people forget that team that no one dismissed as good with the Falcons that lost to the – Broncos were fourteen and two. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. No, in the NBA, yeah, he'd make the Hall of Fame in basketball because they have no standards. But football still has standards. If he makes it in, it's going to be like fifty years after he's retired on, on like veterans committee, maybe. You're also very confident that more six quarterbacks have never been taken in an NFL draft. I'm more confident about the Hall of Fame. I try. I believe in the NFL, the NFL football Hall of Fame. I do, and I, I, I believe they had, their standards are better than that. And they know it. I think you're going to end up being wrong. There's a lot of players out there that are, that are better careers than Cam Newton and aren't in the Hall of Fame. We'll find out. Uh, Texture says, did you hear about the artist who faked his death and is pretending to be a British academic in Scotland? Hilarious viral interview with Dayline. I have not heard about this. Is he doing this so his art would be more like valuable? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's like a play on art. I don't Who knows? Mm. The, the, the fake death is art. Like Krusty the Clown did that. He did. He did. <laughs> and he became a, a a fisherman. Texas Vegas put that on Reddit to sucker uh, people in and cover their asses when CJ goes number one. LOL. <laughs> I mean, CJ's dry. CJ started dropping though when the Bryce Young stuff came out. Yeah. And since then, like he's dropped majorly. Yeah. I mean, it's. I still I still think Stroud goes number one. If I'm killing, I take Stroud number one. That's just me though. Uh, Texas says, could Mike finish watching Shallow Hell before Trevor can walk across the bridge? We've, had, you, We've talked about this. You're not the first Texas to think that, by the way. There's no way. It's sad. Is it You'll like, take breaks, but there's no way. I think uh, you thought about it before uh, anybody. How long officially is Shallow Hell? He said it's like an hour and a half. I mean, that sounds about right, right? I mean, a good your average comedy should be no more than 90 minutes. Anything over 90-minute comedies, you are probably need to cut some stuff out. I'm looking right at you, Judd Apatow. Texas says, did Trevor say that he has, quote, a fiction towards short quarterbacks? I, I think you did. Uh, is that word that wrong? Affliction? You said a fiction. I don't think they're that good. Does that mean they're fiction? No. 113 minutes, that's what? Just over, well, that's, that's over two, uh, it's just under two hours. Oh, wow. That's An what, hour that's, and 53 minutes. That's with credits and stuff. Tick says, uh, Antoine Randall, by the way, current wide receiver coach of the Lions. That's damn right. Is he really? I didn't know that. Did the Lions know? are just loaded with former players. I didn't know it until I watched the, uh, the HBO, the Hard Knocks last year. Okay. Tech says, Trevor, uh, very little of what you say is educated. <laughs> it's a good, good text, by the way. It's a very good text. Uh, he also says, I believe that Levis will be good just because of the sole fact that you are wrong about most of your sports takes. Well, not a bad bet, buddy. <laughs> not, 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 I'm not. I, I, I'm not always bad. I've, I've had some good runs. Texas, if Malik does end up getting drafted, then Satterfield will be able to claim him as another Petrino recruited draft pick. I mean, that's all he had was Petrino recruited draft picks, right? I think that that's right. Did I, anyone get drafted? I mean, well, Hawkins didn't actually get drafted. He was a free agent, rookie free agent, wasn't he? 
He did not get drafted. Yeah, and he got signed. And he also, I think, was a Petrino, technically a Petrino recruit, right? J.B. on Hawkins, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. So, I mean, he, we had, because we had, I think, three players get drafted after Satterfield's first year. That was Beckham and Tutu, and, and who's the third? Uh, Beckton, Tutu, and uh, was it just those two? I, I think so. I can't well, remember. No, Be- Beckton was by himself. Tutu no, was the year that, after. No, that, 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 uh, Dez got drafted. And that was the year after, too. Okay. Fitzpatrick and Atwell got drafted the same year. So I think I think Beckton was the only player that got drafted after the, the Satterfield's first year. No, his first year. Okay, 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 I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. And then we haven't had a player taken. We didn't have a player taken last year. No. I don't think we had a player taken 20. No, I believe Dez was our last player. I think those three are the, are the only three that he had that taken during his. He game. got those taken were all, like six rounds too early. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Um, I, I mean, I wanted to root for the guy, but I was like, I mean, even Tutu was way too early. He should have been like a fifth rounder. Yeah, Tutu was second round. Yeah, he the, the NFL start. I hope that they're still. I mean, you saw last year with like Sky Moore. I mean, they're the, the that five ten speed guy has kind of become the trendy pick, but. And they usually don't go higher in the second round to do it. He did kid, try to get the lines in the playoffs. He's the only guy who showed up for the Rams in that game against the. Seahawks. No, he did. He did play well. Give him that. He did play well near the end of the season when there was no one left on the roster. I mean, he was when he was given the opportunity. I shouldn't like say no one was up left on the roster. That's not fair. But but they had kind of they, they I mean they checked out. Oh yeah yeah. But I mean everybody else was banged up. But I mean he took advantage of the opportunity and I mean that's he had what eighteen catches for just under three hundred yards last year and a touchdown in four games. Texas said, started, excuse me. Texas says Bill used daddy was trying to call an audible. <laughs> Texas uh-huh, said, I get it. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I just got that for <laughs> a second to get that. Texas, we need a rendition of the Braum pregame speech in Mickey's voice. The one that they posted last night? I haven't watched that speech yet, by the way. It's out there. It's, uh, I saw it. I want, I'm going to watch it. It's I good. Just, it's good. It was just, we, we had the, the, you know, right before the show, I was just, I just had to, yeah. Texas is also possible. Uh, Roush dropped by the Reddit dude and laughed at all the summer locally while having to get another job to pay for his bets as Levis goes in the second round. Um, I don't know if Levis will go in the second round. I have a feeling. He's going to go in the first, right? Yeah, because, well, I mean, again, I could be wrong, but I, I see, I see like, I think he's the type of one that you'll see Stroud, you will see Young, and you will see Richardson going like the top 10. And then I think I see someone trading up in that like maybe early twenties, even late twenties, even maybe the last pick in the first round for Will Levis. Someone coming back into the draft, and you get that a lot. If the Browns were the king of it at one point, Browns did it like five years in a row. I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm not too far off. When they did it for like Quinn and Manziel and company, they constantly kept trading up into that like those twenties and picking a second quarterback late. Uh, I think that's where he ends up going in the twenties because of that. Someone's going to trade back in to get him. I'm going to say he goes like 15 to 20. I think he's going to be somewhere in that range. I could say it. I mean, yeah. Cool guess. Uh, the person who was asking us, who, who texted in about the the con artist who faked his death and is pretending to be a British academic, he sent in a video. I, I had seen this video yesterday. It's the guy. He's like, he has an, a breathing machine. He's got his wife next to him. He's clearly faking. It's like the biggest, it's like the most fake. He's like, oh, I, can't, I can't breathe. He like stands up. He's like, I'm falling down. It's like the most obvious thing. I thought it was a joke the first time I was watching it. I didn't realize this was the same guy. But yeah, this guy, I don't know if he's trying to be funny or if he's trying to you know, make some broader statement. But he, just from watching this 50-second video, I could tell this guy sucks. By the way, I don't know if this counts in our draft, but Rush East was a seventh-round draft pick. Technically, wasn't he a Petrino recruit? He was, but he was also a K-State player. I know. I'm just saying. Just, yeah. And became 
He's like he's like playing meaningful snaps in the NFL now. He, I mean, he was a seventh round, two hundred fifty third pick, which I'm pretty sure is near the pretty much near the bottom. Yeah. Texas says uh, I was just kind of thinking betting Trevor is kind of foolish because he'll never remember that he made the bet and can just deny it. Well, half of that is true. There are times <laughs> I, I I may I may I may say I don't remember the bet, but I wouldn't deny it. I would just as long as you know asking for like you know. A liver or something. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably pay it up. Uh, we do. I am gullibly entrusting that people would not lie to me in that way. I was saying, speaking of, we still have our our Wagner bets from this year, which went horribly from you uh, for you. Yeah, I was fall. like, don't you like forty bucks or something for that? I think it got up. To, it got up to way more than that. No, it wasn't that. Okay. It was forty or sixty. I think. I think it ended up at one hundred and twenty. But that no, it was not. Now you kept doubling up. You now you're exact. I know it was. I know the bets, and I will pay you. You, you no, you're not paying me. I'm going to pay you somehow. You're not paying me. I, I'm going to send DoorDash dinner to your house one day. No, you're not, Patrick. Uh, Patrick texted in earlier, and I'm sorry that I didn't see this, but I, I guess the mail manual game is happening right now, and he wanted a score prediction. And then he said, ideally, in the five-minute drive that I have from the stadium to the field. So this was like two hours ago. Yeah, this is, I saw that text from like 3.05. <laughs> so we, we I, I missed it. He texted us, direct, yeah, we, us directly. I, I missed it. I mean, I hope Manuel wins. Good move. No need to drop the ball on that one. Well, you've got – we have ties to Patrick, but you, you've got ties to Mail. Who are you going with here? Um, is, 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 is Patrick pitching? I don't know. If he's not pitching, I'm going to go Mayo. Wow, Just straight to the heart of the Ryan. Family. Well, Patrick pitching, I'm going to go root for him though. I want him to. I want him to win the game. I'm going for Mayo. I mean for Manuel. <laughs> See, look at you. <laughs> uh, Manuel currently leads one to nothing through two and a half innings as they head to the bottom of the third. I mean, I have they're the, both good. I have family ties to Mayo, but I like that's it. Like I, I really could give two bleeps about. I guess I know my grandfather went to Mayo though too. He won a state title. I don't think he played on a state title team at Mayo or something like that. And the, Back in the thirties, um, so I guess there are some more strength ties to Mayo, but I don't know. I went to Wagner though, graduated or not. I, I'm I'm loyal to I'm loyal to my alum. Go Wildcats! Aren't you? I mean, that's that's the right way to be, right? I, I mean, saw they had a cool story in the news. They've got a girl starting at second base on their baseball team. Yeah, no, we just need now. We just need Kelly Leak and a an ex <laughs> drunk manager to, to, to take over the team, and we're bad news bears. So maybe get Chico's bail bonds to sponsor us. Uh, a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, Cardinal quarterback Caleb Johnson has entered the transfer portal. Johnson uh, redshirted last year, of course. He has a he also has a do not contact tag on his portal entry, which means good, typically no one's going to call him anyway. Going. Uh, Johnson did not see the field last year. Looked uh, off and on in the spring game. Had some good throws early. Threw a bad pick late, but uh, we will not get a chance to see Caleb Johnson. Also, offensive lineman Aaron Gunn has entered the transfer portal, as has defensive back Jeremiah Caldwell. So we, you knew this was coming. We knew there was going to be a flood of players. Yeah. Um, but Caleb Johnson and uh, James Turner, I would say the, the the two most notable out of the six that have entered the transfer portal so far today. I mean, Caleb Johnson, at least we can now stop like assuming if he's on the roster anymore. Well, yeah, we know he's gone. Now we know officially he is gone. Uh, TJ texted in. Why? Tonight feels like a big one. Old Dan McDonald can't oh, win the God. big one. Bad cats by 90. I don't know if he means to say the McDonald if he's doing that on purpose or not, but it's either way, it's well done. That one, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I know he means the the we can't win the big one though. Yeah, well, you know, you got to get close to the big one to have a chance to have that reputation. Yeah, when's the last time Kev got close? What happened to them? I mean, that's not even close. I mean, close for us is going to Omaha. Close to them was getting to the super regionals one time and then losing two games to us. Oh, was that who was? Okay, so suck it. <laughs> 
Remind me, yeah, you have to remind me of that one. Texas says, see, folks, Trev will deny it. Quote, his, it was not 120, quote. <laughs> I don't think it was that much. I really don't. I do think that's what I think it started at 10. I, I thought it, it started at 20, and then it went to 40. And I guess it would have gone to 80 then, yeah. But I that, know you lost several times. So I I saw, but, but we only <laughs> did near the end of the season. Yeah. It was so, more than twice. I know that. They, trust me, they lost more. Yeah, I want to say it was closer to 80, I thought. We set the line at, I think, 50 for the last game. And I was like, surely to God, they're going to win this one. Oh, no. They lost like three straight by 50 points. And the team that the last time they played, remember, it was a team that hadn't beaten anybody by 50 that whole year. They beat them 65 to 5 or something. They beat 65 to, I think, nothing. I, I was it nothing. I thought it was 65 5 or something. Whatever it was. Because there was, was one that they covered barely. Like, we scored five, but they scored like 62 or something. It was tough. Uh, there's got to be, like, in our thread somewhere, maybe there's a. Uh, there's something to this. Texas texture. Don't bet Trevor because he'll never remember the bet. Immediately followed by Trevor not remembering the details of a bet that he made with Mike. Again, that's that is a lie. I remembered the bet. We were just we were disputing on how much it was for. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Texas says Purdue quarterback Brady Allen to the portal. One for us to watch, as they say. Yeah, that would be one to keep an eye on. I mean, I, I was Brady Allen. Care? Like, we're pretty set. At the backup quarterback position, and I feel like we feel good about the future. But yeah, I mean, I think that we would take Brady Allen. I'm just not sure if Brady Allen would want to come here unless he's just a that much of a Brahm enthusiast. What are you looking at, Fred? I'm trying to find like I'm trying to like what to Google in our thread search, maybe like googling Wagner bet. I don't think we ever talked. We talked about the bet. I don't think we ever talked about total because we just talked about it on the air. Well, we talked about originally it was twenty, and then we're like we'll do double or nothing. I remember I just we did double or nothing multiple times. I know that. Well, you say it's one twenty. I say it's eighty. You want to meet in the middle of hundred? We're not. We're not paying out this stupid. I'm bet. paying you. No, no I'm not, not listening no, to this no, crap from these texters. I'm not taking any money. I'm not. That, no, not. Also, <laughs> it was like five months ago at this point. Well, then I'm spending hundred dollars on Amazon gifts for your kids. No, you're not. You're, well, you already do that anyway. You don't. Yeah, need to do I, yeah. Somebody, that, got, that's fine. That could be the bet. That's I actually did order something for for uh, uh, Virginia the other day already. Why? I don't know. Like to spoil kids. You do. It's like five months until her birthday. She doesn't need I it. I feel bad because like TJ and Nick are probably like, you don't buy anything for our kid. Well, if I did a show with you, I probably would buy more. She doesn't. She's fine. She has, <laughs> she has plenty. She does not need Well, she's going to have more. Well, there you go. That, that I need to get stuff from supper. I need to spoil, spoil John more, though. John, see, boys are easy. Like, boys, I don't know if it's, every boy is like this. Like, Virginia has so many toys. John just needs, like, keys, a, a ball yeah. to throw around. Like, no, it's, he it's, spent, Mary had Virginia. She took her to a, uh, her, her cousins on Saturday night. And so I had John, and we went for like a long walk with Penny. And then I sat down in the backyard and watched him take the same three balls and just throw them <laughs> yeah. over and over and over for a solid forty-five minutes. I was the same way as a kid, though. Kinda. Me too. Yeah. That's all. I was outside. I just I played basketball or like I played games with like the, you know balls thrown against the wall. Like, like he took, he would take these three balls and like throw them in the same general area, and then go pick one up and start to do the same thing. And I sat there like I was like, this is great. Get it all out, buddy. This is eat parenting one on one. I remember as like as a kid when I was a Zachary Taylor, like you get in trouble that you like you'd have to go sit like in a corner and you couldn't like have anything to like occupy yourself technically. And I remember the teacher gets so proud, I'd be over and I'd just play with the zipper on my jacket. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> I found something I'm like doing like showed you. Yeah. Like I don't care. You can put me over here butt naked. And then at that age I probably will find something to play with. But I mean I will I will find something to occupy my time. 
Virginia just started like lying about stuff. Like she blames everything on me. She got a little kaleidoscope as a president. Oh, wait! If she starts to learn how to blame it on John when, he's, already, when he's when he's able to be blamed. Oh, she already has. Yeah, it's like something. She's like John did this, but today her kaleidoscope. She didn't understand like what a kaleidoscope was. So she was she was didn't know what to look for. So she was like, "It's broken." She's like, "You broke it because you were playing with it yesterday." I was like, "You got it at school today. We just got home." <laughs> She blamed you for bogarting the toy and breaking it. I mean, she's got an excuse for everything, too. She's like, well, I thought that it was going to be play. I It's springtime, and I thought that it was winter. I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're three. I love, I love how you're getting mad at three-year-olds. I'm trying to have a conversation with her. I'm like, this is this is pointless. Daddy has to do this for three hours a day, honey. I don't need to be doing it with you. I feel like I never leave the studio. I feel like my entire life is this radio show. Let it go. Uh, tonight, tonight we got two NBA games. Bucks, uh, Heat. No, that's not tonight. That's what it shows, showing up. No, for. tonight is. Uh, oh, that was yesterday. Sorry. Yeah, tonight is Atlanta. Uh, Hawks, Celtics. Yeah. At, uh, at we have uh, three games actually. There are Hawks, Celtics at seven thirty. T Wolves, Nuggets at nine. Clippers, Suns at ten. Which of those do you want to pick? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm picking all three to be closed out tonight. I mean, all, I mean these are heavy lines. All three oh, of yeah. double digit lines. Uh, Boston is a thirteen point favorite. Nuggets are a ten point favorite. Phoenix is a twelve and a half. I'm with you. I think all. I think all. Three I think favorites. the only one I would maybe question might be Minnesota, because Minnesota hung with them a little bit in the last game, but that might have been their last ditch effort. So I'm gonna. But I think I think Denver doesn't cover. I think all three close out the series, but and Denver's the only one that doesn't cover. All right, so we'll go uh, Islanders Hurricanes. Hurricanes lead the series three one. They're at home tonight, seven o'clock ESPN. Who you got? Um. I don't know why I don't like the Hurricanes because they're in Carolina. It's like who cares? Carolina, same time. When they they were one of the were they the ones that stole the Nordiques? I think no, that's the Avalanche. that's the Avalanche. Well, they stole one of the Canadian team. Was it maybe the Jets? The Jets have moved back since, though. I think is what it is. Um, either way, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Islanders. I got the Hurricanes closing it out tonight. The Carolina's number one seed, right? Uh, no. Okay, and for the record, they were the Hartford Whalers. Hartford Whalers, which isn't in Canada. Uh, tonight, but as a reminder, we've got uh, we got Louisville baseball against Kentucky on nine seventy WGTK at seven o'clock. Tomorrow is going to be a funky show. Uh, we've got Louisville bats baseball, it's which will cut. be fun though, right? It'll be fun. It, it will cut into us. I'm just we're not sure about the time frame, but whenever we are on the air, it'll be me with John Spears getting ready for the Trinity Sanex baseball game, which I believe first pitch is six o'clock for uh, Spears will be on the call yeah. for that. So I'll, I'll when the game starts, I'll I'll bolt from there. But you'll hear me. Talking high school baseball should be fun. Well, are you gonna hang, why don't you hang out and do some play by play with him? I'd like to. Yeah, he might have you. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to cut into Spears' game. If you t- if That's you're telling if you're telling Spears he can sit back and do less work, he's probably going to be welcoming. Well, to they it. also might not want a Trinity guy on the Sanex broadcast. That's true. So, That's true. There's that. I mean, I just feel like this reminds me of an 03 when <laughs> get this guy out of here. So uh, yeah, we'll have, the show will be a little bit different tomorrow, but you will have a, a healthy dose of baseball. And you'll hear Trevor at some point, I'm sure. I guess I'm going to talk a whole lot during the show tomorrow because you'll be on with John. You and him will mostly doing it. That's what. Where? So is the game at Slugger? Where's the game tomorrow? Is it at Trinity? I thought it was at Trinity. I think it's at, they, they told me it's at Trinity's Field, but we used they to always wanna, play. They might want to tell you where it's at. It could yeah. be coming handy. Because we used to always play at Slugger. I know there were times recently where they played at UofL, but if it's at Trinity's Field, that'll be I mean, it could be at Slugger. They're in, they're in Iowa right now this week. Okay. Well, so I mean, Sluggers, I assume, is available. Tune in tomorrow to hear me from somewhere talking high school baseball. <laughs> if you want to stock, just tune in and then go there. Everyone, enjoy your Tuesday nights. I uh, will see you guys tomorrow again at some point here on fourteen fifty. Listen twenty four seven. I don't care where it goes.